Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. everybody welcome to morelia python radio tonight we are joined by mr derek roddy back um we're gonna be talking about blackheads doomerals boas rainbow boas reptile hobby um 
who knows? Uh, it's always a good <laughs> conversation when we have Derek on. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we'll get him on in a couple minutes. What's going on, Owen? How are you this week? This week, uh, we're doing well. Um, I, massive prelay shed. I mean, I got three females that shed, which just goes to show that I have no idea what's going on over here. So, um, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, of course it's so normal. Yeah. It's, um, the, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we get some eggs on the ground soon, but it's funny because start tallying up when they're going to be due. And it's like, well, this one's due the day before carpet fest. Crap. This one's due on carpet fest. Crap. This one's due the day after carpet fest. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's like, it's like, all right, well, okay. <laughs> this ought to be fun. So, uh, we may be seeing eggs dropping during carpet fest. It'd be interesting to see that one. So, yeah. Or I might be oh, able wow. to with pissed off mothers when I'm hungover. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be good fine. T- good times for sure. Good times. Um, times. Yeah, nothing new over here. Uh, just no? waiting on one last female to uh, to uh, lay the Are last you, clutch uh, of the year. You getting close What's with that? your hatch date? Are you getting close with your hatch dates? Because it's like next week. You no, know, next week. Okay, all right. Yeah, next cool. week I should be. Uh, it's the first clutch. I think it's a. Uh, it's an albino to a caramel head albino. Ah. Yeah. So, albino caramel. Yeah, yeah, should be cool. Um, should be. You know, yeah. it's re- Repeat pairing from last year, but, um, you know, I don't know. Looking forward to see what pops out of that. I'm um, actually, <laughs> I'm kind of more excited about my coastal pairing. That's uh, my <laughs> M-Pen coastals. The M-Pen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, with me, I don't know. I look at carpet ponds. Uh, I mean, whether it's uh, a normal or a morph to me, I'm just I'm just enamored with the the whole complex. You know, I love everything about mm-hmm. them. And, um, but I, I don't know. I, every Don't once in a while, you just kind of look at yeah, yeah. There's, there's that lavender and that stripe, and man, that's mm-hmm. just nice. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing. I mean, the two, the pair that I have is actually just unbelievable. So I oh, can't yeah, imagine it to them, you know? getting any better. I want to, <laughs> you know. So but we'll try. Yeah. Well, you know, it, um, I was saying that um, I was telling you today, uh, you, Matt, and Zach, that um, uh, apparently um, I have GQ IJs coming to me. And that's pretty exciting because no, 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 no. See, you have to do it. You have to phrase it the way it's happened. Apparently, I bought these and I forgot about it. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, how did this happen? Like, how do you forget? And then I remember who I'm talking to, and I'm like, of course, it well, that way. Well, you got. I mean, I think. Well, I I picked them up from um, Chris at Chris at Mystic. Uh, is it Mystic Reptiles? Yeah, Mystic Reptiles. Mystic, I was Mystic gonna say Reptiles, Mystic. Yeah. No, he's Mystic Reptiles. They're two different people, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I always get them confused. Um, but uh, Chris has been on the show a couple of times. He's down there in yeah. uh, Florida. He does a lot of retics and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he, what he does. Well, Doing actually, now <laughs> I think he exports, um, and you can oh, export fine. out of Florida. So, 
I think okay. that's okay for him. But anyway, um, he had this pair when we were at ICAS. He had some uh, GQ IJs. Oh, um, that was two years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been waiting for, for that. And Zach, he got a pair of those. And uh, this is phenomenal IJs. I mean, if you don't know what they are, they're Gary Quirkline IJs, which uh, Anthony Caponetto worked a lot with and just have really, really nice contrast. But uh, what's exciting to finally have them in, in my collection is um, the potential that uh, selective breeding has. You know, I say this all the time, but, you know, it's selective breeding um, these other subspecies of carpets, um, uh-huh. you know. There's a lot of potential. I, I think there's there's tons of potential. Um, speaking of which, when we get Derek on, he has a really really nice pair of uh, IJs going this year. Um, probably one of the best pairings that I've seen of just straight IJs. So nah. I'll have to talk to Derek. Derek uh, in a couple. What a couple about months. the more IJs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know, I, it's just I think people. I'm sure that we'll get into this when we have Derek on, but of course. I think that sometimes people get caught up in the, in the whole morph thing and not that there's anything wrong with that. I like that. I, you know, I like that side. I of enjoy it, the morphs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that whole, you know, who knows what's going to pop out and crazy looking combinations and all that kind of stuff. But I guess for me, it's not all about that, but uh, you can appreciate yeah. the wild types, which is fine. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's funny when you try to get me excited about your IJs. I mean, it just, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no getting you excited I about so IJs. so bad for you. It's like, it's like, well, look at this. I'm like, yeah. You know, you know uh, uh, um, another example would be, you know, you have people over to your, your collect. You can tell when somebody really digs carpet pythons and when they oh, yeah. kind of just are like, you know admiring a jungle jag or something yeah yeah i always pull out um derek has these i bought them a while back they're called uh they're like an atherton um yeah the type carpet yeah yeah female and then you 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 pull her out and people are like Mm -hmm. "Eh." (laughs) you know what i mean but i don't know to me it's just awesome but but no (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i don't know you can tell like what somebody's really into um it's like it's like it's like when i show you a white lip you're like that's cool and i'm like that was not the appropriate reaction try again (laughs) it's like you know and everybody has what really they go into and that's fine so if you can find like absolute love and adoring in a, just a normal wild type IJ, more power to you. And I'm sure there's, you know, and I'm sure people are like screaming that, you know, a GQ line is not a normal wild type IJ line, Owen. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's, yeah, I guess not. I, I think they're pretty. I just, I, I, eh, something about them. Yeah. You're not, you're not really oh an God. earth guy. You like, no. the, uh, yeah. You either go for the, the bright, uh, bright. Right. And yet, I love the look and feel of a rough scale, and they're just brown. So, <laughs> yeah, they're like, dirt snakes, man. What's wrong with you? To me. <laughs> they look like rocks. <laughs> I know. Uh, no well, idea. one more thing before we get Derek on. Uh, I don't know. I posted this. You know, one of the projects that um, I would 
you know, work with uh, Jungle Jags. Um, but one of the things I always envisioned is a Jungle Jag with no pattern on the side and a black pinstripe down the back. Well, apparently somebody has produced something very similar to that. His name Thank is John O. Hendricks. I don't know if you saw it over Morelia Pick of the Week today. I did. That thing is incredible. Oh, my God. And, and you know, I know some people are going to be like, you know, oh, the colors aren't it, – it's a baby, guys. Chill, <laughs> okay? It, it's going to take <laughs> me a few years, all right? Yeah. Give it some time. Um, and, and I think that looks incredible. And you got to love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. and it's And I don't know if it just popped out of an egg or if he's been – really trying to get to that point. But if he hasn't really trying, um, you know, it's always good to see something like that come to fruition and, it, and it's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's on that. Um, one thing, um, one other thing, end of this show, maybe, but well, I should say by the end of this week, do you think you're going to have blackheads in your collection, Owen, or no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> Stop it. Cool. No. <laughs> they really are cool snakes. I know um, they are, but, you know, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to do, to keep up with the, with the breathing. I mean, I already get, I already get like Vietnam flashbacks when I put my Cal Kings together. Can you imagine doing something <laughs> like that? I don't think that they have that same type of problem, but I'm not the expert when it comes to that. Yeah, I know. We'll I think, we'll Derek, <laughs> yeah, I think Derek probably has dare I say, the best collection of blackheads in the United States. I mean, probably up there. Yeah. As it all. Um, they're definitely, uh, they're definitely a cool Python and, um, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're like, to me, they're like monitors. They're awesome to play with and really cool when they're in someone else's collection. So they've not yet gotten to the, I'm going to make it part of mine yet group. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those animals you don't really appreciate until you have it actually have it in your hands. Yeah, or yeah. When you're working with it, I they think are awesome. The, I will give them. They are awesome, and they're stunning animals, especially when you start getting into like you know the exantic, the calico, all that other fun stuff. I mean, they are stunning animals. So. I don't need, you know, uh, there's two I like in particular is the uh, mm. tiger stripe where the black stripe goes straight down the back. Yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, the Westerns. I like, I really like that look. There's, there's a lot of morphs down in, um, of those guys too, down in, uh, in uh, Australia. Um, yeah. A lot of crazy stuff going on with them, but. I don't know. When they start erasing the black head, it kind of takes away what's so cool about it, you know? <laughs> that was the first thing I said when I saw an albino blackhead. Do we, do we call it a blackhead still? I mean, like... It, <laughs> and some people kind of yelled at me for that. And I'm like, well, it's a legitimate question. So, you know, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it they're, like I said, they're awesome looking animals. But yeah. Well... Let's get uh, let's get Derek on here and get this show rolling. Hey, Derek, welcome back mm -hmm. to uh, Morelli Python Radio. Glad to have you. I, yeah, man. How you doing, brother? Everything cool? Yeah. yeah. We're hanging out. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I heard the blackhead conversation there. That's uh, you know, it's funny. I, I tell people a lot of the time about blackheads. It's um, it's not a fact of like just having a blackhead. It's interacting with one. 
you know, having having an interaction with them is what really hooked me for the first. You know, I mean, sure, yeah, I saw them in books and I was attracted to the look or whatever, you know, but there weren't a lot mm-hmm. of pictures around back in the day when I was really lusting after these things. You know, very few people had them. And there was a couple pictures out there, you know, that were floating around in books or uh, these little internet flyer, uh, little mail flyers used to get. There was no internet back then, you know, and Dick uh, Gergen, he was famous for putting uh, Xerox colored picture, uh, you know, price list. They had pictures of his animals and stuff, even back in the late late 80s, early 90s. Um, And it got people all excited about the stuff, but, you know, there really wasn't a lot of stuff out there. And when I interacted with one for the very first time, that was was when I was hooked. You know, they just have a different, some non-Python-like, you know, they're... I don't know. I yeah. can't describe it. We've talked about that before. They're more like a big king snake and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the personalities are just neat. You know, they got a they're quirky and they. But you said you know you said about breeding them. Breeding them is actually very easy. Okay. Getting eggs is not a, not an issue. It's easy to get eggs. Uh, it's hatching the damn things. <laughs> I was say, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the butt. It's, it's, yeah. It's easy to get this butt. It's like I was waiting for that part. So, well, you know, so and there's there's some other factors. I mean, if you keep snakes like 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 I know Eric does, you know, just you keep them their natural size. They they seem to do better than these big overfed monsters that you see that people have. You know, um, mm-hmm. so not that kind of goes for all my snakes, jungle carpets, and everything. I, I think you guys saw that video I posted this week of taking one of the German females off the eggs and. Uh, you know, yeah. Everybody's you know sending me texts and PMs and you know like dude that that thing's really small like you know you feel comfortable breeding her that small and I was like dude that snake's six years old you know <laughs> she's had two clutches now <laughs> you know it's like you ever been Australia ever seen a jungle in the wild I mean they're barely four or five feet you know just like chill out she'll be all right I promise everybody <laughs> calm down so, yeah yeah I love that where it's like are you sure well if I yeah. were it's a little late now right so. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. been a trooper too, man. She's uh she's a good snake. Um, so what's uh, what's new with the it kills me, you know, it's like the only thing in life is like, man, I don't have the time or the space for everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me that about. is the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You have to make a decision at some point, you know. I still got car- I've got a lot of carpets hanging out now, you know, more so than I've had in the past years. Um mm-hmm. You know, because I, I kind of went a blackhead gravy for a long time, and I've slimmed my blackhead numbers down just slightly. Uh, you know, not not crazy, but um, slightly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I often wonder. I often wonder, like, uh, when you specialize in um, in an animal, like when you specialize in a species, how do you keep that? Like, I wonder if I ever will, like, get to the point where I say, okay, I've had enough of carpet pythons. It's time to move on. Like, do you call how do you me keep that excitement fresh? <laughs> you know? Um, well, uh, natural variation. That's how I do it. Yeah. Um, you know, if I hatch out a clutch of animals and there's some with thin stripes and there's some with bold stripes and I'm going to take those thin stripes and breed them together and the bold stripes and breed them together, and who knows, you might pop out, like, one that's black. And you're like, oh, wow, that's different. You know, So that type, you know it's the same thing really as morph breeding. I heard you say something about, you know, earlier about, you know, you never know what you're going to get, but you know, it's the same thing anytime because you can't see through the damn egg, you know? So mm-hmm. you, you never, even when you're breeding natural type animals, I mean, 
you know, there's always some spectacular animals in every single clutch on Earth is fantastic. There's always one animal in those clutches that's like, well, that's nice. That's about average or whatever, you know. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. Right. So it, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, what do you want to refine? What do you want to go for? I mean, that's kind of like with those New Guinea carpets that I got from the Barkers back in way in the day. You know, the moment that I, you know, got the striped ones again because the mother was stripes, you know, I bred stripes to stripes and got more stripes. And then the ones that were kind of rusty color, caramel color, I bred all those together and got more rusty caramel colors. And the ones that were silver, I bred all those together and then got ones that are all silver. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I think these genetics and these animals have been here a long, 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 long time. You know, it's just now that people are starting to put a definition on it. Mm -hmm. um, right. I remember going in Ben Siegel's one day, probably 2000. So I would have to ask my bass player at the time I was playing with in Hate Eternal. It was probably 2001, maybe, or 2000. We went and bin shop, and there was a, a vision cage, one of those big three-foot cages uh, that, that are real deep, like 28 feet and three foot and 18 inches tall <coughs> or whatever. And there was a pair of carpet pythons in there. And to, still, to this day, the best example of a tri-striped carpet python I've ever seen, both of them. Um, wow. And they were silver, 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 silver. I mean, silver. And huh. I looked at Randy and I said, dude, if they're here when we, we were leaving for tour the very next day. I said, dude, if they're here when we get back, we're going to get this. I won't. <laughs> These are mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, they eventually did get sold. When we got back, they weren't there anymore. And I asked Ben, and Ben hey, he told me where they went, but I, I can't remember where it escapes me now. Um but they were really, really nice animals, um, real killer animals. And, uh, you know, whatever happened to them, I, I don't know. Where are the babies? Who knows? You know, <laughs> like, did they end up being anything? If I think of the name here, I'll have to ask Randy. Maybe I'll call him and see if he remembers um, yeah. who it was. But, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's just, you see free things like that. You know, it's like there's always an animal that you say to yourself, damn, I should have gotten that, you know, and just whether it was money or time or effort or space or you know, whatever or it is. It produced. Yeah. yeah. Prevents you from getting stuff, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. I really wish that, you know, that's, that's the thing, the space, the times, like having the time, like I said before, it's just, there's not enough time. There's not enough space for everything, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's that's like getting, like, Dumal's boas. I never in hell thought I would get back and have Dumal's boas, you know? I think the last time I kept a Dumal's boa in a box was probably 1991. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, I never really kind of thought, and you know, it's shame on me because it's a beautiful species. I love Dumos boas. I mean, and I, I have appreciated them and other people's collections for for years and years and years. And I always told my wife, I said, man, if I could, if we ever find any good ones, you know, I'll, I'll we'll get some, you know. And mm -hmm. she's always like, oh, I don't know, I don't like the boas, blah blah blah. I was like, I trust me, they're different, you know. You'll you'll dig them, you'll dig them, it'll be fine. Um, and then that crazy one came up that I posted on BLBC before <laughs> and i ended up getting that animal and uh through posting it online found like a you know a, a another boa uh another dumos boa kind of aficionado up up there and uh i think he's outside of chicago i think paul messadal uh what's his name paul messadal anybody know him no uh, but you uh, know eric and i i dabble in boa and eric avoids them like the plague so well dumos boa is always one that i um they're gorgeous uh, I always um, they're neat, Island. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all this, like I said, everything's neat. There's, you know, not enough time, not enough space. But, exactly. You know, every about that exceptional animal comes along, and you had just have to, man, I just have to have that, you know. And mm -hmm. I got this thing at a good deal. I mean, local price, 
you know, Duomo's Bowl, whatever. And I posted that thing online and, and got five times what I paid for it within 15 minutes offered to me. You know, like, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> you know? Well, and I knew immediately I was like, okay, I need to keep this thing and figure out. So anyway, I, I met Paul online somehow. Um, he ended up, at, you know, schooling me good and educating me real good on some of the stuff that's going on with Duomo's and what's been happening and sending me pictures of, like, craziness, crazy stuff that he's working on. I mean, I think he's got, like, a collection of 150 strong Duomo's bowlers, nothing else. You know? Damn. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, he's got some crazy stuff going on over there, but... uh he sent me a couple of females on loan that are, you know, good, good, good candidates for this. And because uh, I was just looking forever just to try to find a nice female, and it's tough. Nobody works with them. It's like you were saying about the Emlins earlier before we went live. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're out there, you know, but you know, where, where's the variety at, at, you know, in some of this stuff going to some right. of those? And I mean, yeah, there, there are guys that. You know, have some Duomo's bows and people have got a litter or whatever, and they're wholesale them strictly or something, and then they end up at PetSmart or, you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of thing happens. But where are the people that are truly working with like everything? You know? Um, yeah. I know they're out there. I mean, I know there are guys. Do you think that? Do you think that people get caught up in? Uh, my my, I guess my feeling with that is that people do things not because they want to do them, because they think they have to do them to be legitimate in the reptile world. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's almost like, oh, I have to do this if I want to be, you know, legitimate. I bring up, um, I, I'll use a reverse example. Um, I always use the whole ball python thing. So, like, if I wanted to keep a ball python, and I'm not talking to more for anything, I'm just talking like a normal ball python, I would be afraid that the Morelia family would crucify me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, uh, <laughs> and for the longest time, for the longest time, I didn't, I didn't do it. And I was like, right. screw this. I want to keep this snake. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting to me because this is like one of the first things that, you know, when I, I've told this story before when I was young that, you know, that was like the, the rare snake, you know, when I go to the pet shop and I'd be staring at it at, you know, at that time it was like, oh, colubrids and burmese pythons were kind of big then and you know nobody really worked with the ball or wanted anything to do with them you know so it's kind of like i don't know it just had like a nostalgia i guess for me and i just really dig them and it doesn't have to be a i don't know a quadruple gene combo because the ones i have are just really just i have a normals and albino you know and i I don't even care really about breeding them as much as i just like keeping them you know just to have a little bit of it, you know, just to keep yeah. keep that no, no. different, that something different, you know. You know, and over our time, you know, over our our her lifestyle, you know, we'll keep all types of different stuff. So, I mean, I, I yeah. can't imagine, I, you know, outside of stuff you can't get, you know. I mean, I I can't imagine like something that hasn't really come through my hands at one point in time in the last. Damn, I'm 43 years old this year. I've had reptiles since literally I was five years old. I mean, I've had some type of snake. You know, I can't ever remember a time mm-hmm. in my life where I didn't. You know, um, I, I'm definitely all for the if you are if you are truly like a reptile nerd, you should try to keep at least one thing. You know, you should try to try to experience everything at least once, even if it's not like you know. I'm not saying rush out and buy a water monitor, but Go over to a place with a guy who, who breeds monitors and stuff like that and hang out with his stuff. Try to experience every single reptile that's out there because, you know, I know plenty of people who breed, 
Morelia and stuff like that who have like a colony of Cresteds and Lichianus because they're just that they like them. Yeah, they're just really cool. Or, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. there's some people who have like random things and everybody has like their their go to, like their colubrid or their uh or their Burmese or something like that. One of the ones that was like one of their first reptiles that they can't just they can't shake it. It's just always gonna be a part of their collection. So Yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend doing that and don't do what I did and get the water monitor because, you know, that's <laughs> horrible. I'm not prepared. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they can be a handful. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, again, but it's, you know, it's it's about the experience. It really is. Yeah. You know, and even even each individual snake, it's, it has its differences and its personality. Of course. Are, you know, different from... From others, I got some black cats that if you make eye contact with them, I they retreat to the high box and I don't see them for six weeks. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have others that are like, you know, hey dude, what's up? Let me bite the shit out of you, you know, and like, um, <laughs> so I mean, you know, just they're all over the board, just like anything else. But you know, like you were saying before, that's what that's for me. That's what keeps it interesting because, like the carpets. I mean, as much as I love carpet pythons, I mean, believe me, dude, I've had carpets since. 1989, 88, somewhere in there, in my junior year in high school. Um, you know, and I have never not since then. I've never not really had them. You know, and I've, but, and they, you know, they are. Yeah, they do have their individually personality kind of traits, but they are definitely more programmed. You know, for for instinctual things than than a blackhead is. And it's okay. just something as a keeper that I noticed, like, all right, cool. This this animal is much more aware of my presence than a carpet python is. You know. Um, and it's just interesting. They're just cool to interact with. You know, he's definitely, um, definitely a cool. It's like an indigo or something else. You know, and some of the boas right. are weird. They're like completely. I haven't had boas in forever, and it's like just handling boa constrictors takes getting used to as a python guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, um, you should you should try you should try um uh, bloods and borneos because I still don't know how to handle mine. It's like there's not enough of you here. So and and I look like a jackass trying to handle that thing. So you know, with blood. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah. it's not long enough. <laughs> what to do with it? They're goofy. They're like yeah. They're kind of like moving that odd dresser. You know what I mean? Yeah. Around the corners, it's like they're. Yeah, because they're kind of dumpy and shit. You know, so yeah. That's the best. Thing no, they're cool. I mean, blood shit, heard. man. Bloods, man. I had, I, man. I should. I really need to scan these pictures. I found an old photo album the other day of uh, stuff. Speaking of bloods, and like in 1990, my my senior year of high school, um, I got a group of blood pythons from this guy Randy McKnight. He he was kind of the guy. You guys heard me mention him a lot. He's kind of mentored me, like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. carpets and emeralds right. and all types of shit. He had all kind of stuff. But, uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he got me hooked up with like all of this crazy stuff. You know, during those days, and I was lucky to have somebody like that. You know, that had all these different species and just you know hands-on experience working with these guys you know and like he got me these bloods and back then i just thought they were so weird just because they were they were kind of like a you know i was fascinated by gaboons and they kind of i didn't really have anything else to compare them to at the time you know it's kind of like yeah kind of like a you know python version of a gaboon or whatever it's kind of like what you would think back then you know um, right, but they were neat as hell man i still to this day again i, I like bloods hallie can't stand them she's like i don't want that shit at all <laughs> for her it's like the what the head looks like and it's like she's like nope rejects blood pythons yeah i'm good red burns yeah i'm good you can have all that 
You know, <laughs> something about the head structure. She she's like all into the head structure thing, whether she would want to deal with an animal or not. And I finally did talk her into the Doom Wolf Boas. Because they're docile as hell, you know. You pull them out, and they don't do anything, man. They're just real chill. Um, yeah. The rainbow wow. boas, on the other hand, which I've gone ape shit over here in the last little bit, um, they're a little bit nippy. Uh, they're no. again, different. Yeah. Do they? Uh, they they musk. I mean. No, they don't musk. Not, none of mine do. Okay. I know some of them do. I, I would rather be bitten than musked on. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so yeah. would I. <laughs> yeah. That's all my yeah. Dominican red mountain boas do is just like. If oh you, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. Like you touch the tails, it's over. It's over. It's coming and it's coming fast. Yeah. So. Somebody else told me that their olive python started doing it recently, and she's like ten feet. She just got like big, and all of a sudden now she wants to like piss and shit all over everything. Oh, that's her. annoying. <laughs> that would piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not and cool. And python decides we're gonna do this. It's like, oh yeah, that would really annoy me. Wow. And you're gone. <laughs> yep, <man. laughs> right, so you're out of here. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. I will get another one. <laughs> what's <laughs> What's the biggest difference between keeping um, you know, pythons and and now working with the, the couple species of boas? What's what is it is it in the keeping or I you know, I don't really do anything different. I know that the boas, specifically the rainbow boas and the boomers, they don't like it hot at all. They don't like the, right. the 88 degree, you know, temperature, 89, 90 degree, you know, stuff that the blackheads dig during the day. They, they, right. I kind of put them in a rack and leave them room temperature, and they're happy. Um, right. They constantly soak, and they're constantly like, you know, um, outside of that, I mean, you know, just not keeping them too hot. I, I, I think they. In fact, I think my female um, rainbow boa is knocked up. My, my, at least the one that's big enough to actually breed. Um, She's going through all the signs and the motions, so that'd be interesting. Because I, back in the say ninety three or ninety four, I had a couple of imported females that laid litters for me. It was mostly slugs. I don't know, they were just in horrible condition, <clears throat> but there were a couple of live ones in there um, that are raised for a little while. So it, you know, it, it'd be neat just to have the experience again. You know, hmm. again, same thing cool. with the rainbow boas. I, I sold uh, a guy that I met over in Fort Myers area, a blackhead, and drove over there, and he had these three adult rainbow boas and. One of them specifically was just outstanding. I was like, wow, that is one of the nicest rainbow boas I've ever seen. He's like, yeah, man, she's nice. And he goes, honestly, I'm thinking about moving these things. And I was like, well, look, if you ever decide you want to sell that female, let me know. I'll buy her. And then I, <clears throat> we were driving away and got like halfway home, and he called me. He was like, hey, man, if you want that female, I'll bring her to you next week or whatever. And he wanted to come over and see the collection anyway. I was like, yeah, so bring her over. And I ended up getting a male, and then I ended up getting another one and another one, and now I'm like up to Whoops. <laughs> 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 we know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just kind of literally it happened within three weeks. I was like, man, where'd all these rainbow boas come from? And then my wife comes over here. She's like, how many yeah, rainbow boas do you have now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, too funny. Yeah. It's when, it's when she asked that Is question, the... you go, I don't know. Who's when I have no idea. And what's even funnier, yeah, yeah. we at the Kyogre's house, and she's telling the story to Tom, like, Tom's any different. And I can see it, because, like, Tom and I are really close, you know, we're pretty good friends. <laughs> and I can see it in his eyes, he's, like, shifting around, and I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking under my breath, like, don't even ask him what he Tom has, he probably don't even know, you know. <laughs> and he was like, oh. <laughs> And then finally, you know, after she spits it out, yeah, he's got, like, you know, 16. He's like, yeah, I got, like, 19, 21. <laughs> so, I, I think, and that literally yeah, happened, like, yeah, like I mean... two weeks, you know. Um, yeah, so it's funny when you go for something, you just gotta go for it sometimes, you know, and do it. And yeah, it's that. Yeah, if, 
if it's what you want, don't uh, don't sell yourself short. It's always one of those things of like, I always like talking to people who are like, I want to make the best looking jungles ever. I'm like, okay. They're like, well, I want to do it by only buying fifty dollar jungles. I'm like, well, that yeah. Not going to work out. A long so trip. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's fun for you. It's, so it's like if you want it, see in twenty years, it, right? It. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, and some people like that. In. I mean, you know, some people like just okay. I'll buy this and I'll work on it and I'll make it. And I'm kind of like that in that regard. You know, it's like some of my jungles I've had for years. I haven't gone out and added any new blood. I mean, I know there's better stuff out there, but you know, mm. yeah, I don't care. Whatever. It's like I got what I got, and that's cool. You know. It's, yeah. Eventually, yeah, I think like I don't need jungles. Like I have jungles, so yeah. Yeah, I mean they're neat. They're you know it's like why not have them? Have more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I really like too? These dang little savu pythons. I love oh, savus. Yeah, Mine they're the eaters, funky. Good dear lord. <laughs> <laughs> they're they. I, yeah. It's something about them. Like they're fine, but when food is around, like my male will actually jump out of the tub. And like try to grab the food, miss, and yeah. then like go flying and like fall down on the floor. And then oh, yeah. when they when they do wrap it, they wrap it with their entire body. So yeah. I mean, yeah. food response to the max. So. Yeah, they're cool. My male is cool. Like he's handleable. My female is an absolute lunatic. Oh, I mean, really? like even even cleaning her cage, I have to put newspaper over the front of her cage because she'll bang her head for thirty minutes. Oh, you know, like okay. Shadows and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's just nice, man. She's good. So, now, you get her out, she's okay. Once she's out a little bit, she's like chilled, whatever, but she goes defensive real quick, you know. Um, skittish. Uh, but, you know, I don't really handle my stuff a lot either. I guess she would probably calm down if I... Yeah. Do you, you, um, you have any other liasses or just the Cebus? Um. Well, I've got the... I don't know if you guys remember those cool, crazy spotted pythons that I hatched a couple years back. Um... You know, in that in that group, uh, but the outside of mm-hmm. that, no. You know, um, just the, just those guys. So. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that, they 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 were uh, similar, you know. Yeah. No they rings. Were, to, you know, I'll leave the rings to Tom because he's got some of those <laughs> ones around. So. Yeah. I can enjoy I like those rings. over there, just like his bowlings, pythons. I can go over there and enjoy his bowlings and like, all right, that's cool. But I don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, you know, people always tell me it's like it's. It's it's funny with people and like you have to wonder why we're we're programmed as human beings to do this type of stuff. But everybody like most you know ninety nine point ninety percent of the people in the in the reptile kingdom will say, oh man, bowling spice and man, I oh man, and it's like I I love to have a bowling spice uh, until you actually have one, and it's taking the <laughs> crap the size of a damn dinner plate, and it's fourteen <laughs> foot of I will kill the shit out of you in quick response. And like dude, I mean like people don't realize, you know what I mean? Um, I would not want them to be complete after dealing with Toms and seeing what Toms are like. I mean, and I know that people say, "Oh, they're docile or whatever." Uh, uh-uh, uh, not Toms. Nah, every time no, he's got like six or eight of them, and every single one of them will kill you dead. Every one of them. Really? Really? No, wow. not something I want. Not something I've never I want. heard of a pissed off bullet. Well, they're All basically. It's not a pissed. It's not pissed off. It's food response. Oh, food response. Okay. All right. I mean, and I don't even know. No, if he's I don't even even know if he would mind me telling this story, but he got in trouble over there at his place um, with two of them, um, and they wrapped him up. And uh, oh, if he if he wasn't experienced and if he didn't know what he was doing, somebody was somebody would have died. If it would have been somebody else, they would have been dead. Um, so and like people don't realize, you know, these are big animals, and people, oh man, I love to have a bowling. And like I said, until you have to deal with them. 
Yeah. Wow. You know, because that gets that, old, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it gets yeah, old. Having yeah. a lot, you know, he's got those Papua Nala pythons too, man. And the way that his room, that adult room is set up, there is not enough room for you to get away. When that cage comes open, oh. you literally have to run out the door. Because the first <laughs> thing that animal goes for is your eyes. And there's nowhere oh. to go. It can strike oh, further out of that cage than the space that you have to get away from it. Wow. I mean, oh. it, that's just something I don't want to do. And even Tom was like, dude, I'm terrified of these things. <laughs> you know, I mean, not really, but, you know, he's like, I can see in his eyes when he has to deal with them, like, damn, why do I have these, you know? Um, yeah. But for somebody like Tom, you know, he's like, you know, he's bred so many things, and it's just, you know, he wants to check those off the list. And, I, you know, hey, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, that dude's bred more more animals than anybody I know. Anybody yeah. I've ever yeah. known, to be completely honest. I mean, out of out, even out of all the big guys, other than maybe Crutchfield, like doing some of those crazy crocs and stuff like that. But um, Tom, man, he's he's had everything. I mean, they're, they're not even just snakes, but lizards and, you know, everything. don't you think don't you guys think that to uh, i think i think like when you take a guy like tom like i think his success is probably the fact that he's not just specifically working with one thing and if you experience other things it kind of like makes you think outside the box for the species that you're working with you know totally I mean, he's just, you know, some people just got it. You know what I mean? Like, Tom's like one of those people who's just got it. He's gifted. He he, right. he reacts with that. I mean, I get to see that because he's close to me or whatever. And, it's, you know, I'm, I'm experienced. I've had a lot of experience with animals and stuff over my years or whatever. But Tom is just one of these guys that's just born with it, you know? Right. Um, so it's cool. cool to see. Yes, it's a cool mm-hmm. thing to, to, to see that. Like, Crutchfield is kind of in the same same way, you know, because he's just, somebody's just got it, you know. He's got that touch and um, like for the rest of us, it's kind of like, oh yeah, we learn by trial and error. But like for guys like that, they just kind of seem to know and you know how what to do and how to do it. And uh, so right. it's interesting and it's cool. Like that's like the individual differences in all of us that make it that make it cool. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know, but for a long time, Bowens were one of those ones that, for me, it was like, ah, oh, it's like a pinnacle species. But you know, to be honest, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like, I, I I'm kind of more fascinated with my diamond pythons i said this yeah. before it's kind of like to me diamond pythons are much cooler than, <laughs> than bolins bolins you know they're more it's gonna take me out and beat me up again but <laughs> well i mean and is it a matter of them being cooler or you know what i mean it's like they appeal to you more. you know maybe you're just to me i should say to me yeah, yeah. Yeah, but maybe you're just more realistic in, in, like, knowing what you can and cannot house and just, you know, having a 14-foot animal, 12-foot animal. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. you look at it and then you say, wow, diamonds, you know, they're kind of the same kind of vibe and, and it's so much easier to, to have, you know. <laughs> so I can get it. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. You know, diamonds are, well, like, I like, as far as carpet pythons, you know, the diamonds to me, um, they're just a, a neat individual animal. Yeah, in and of themselves, and they're they're particularly cool. They're different, you know, than their than a lot of the carpets and their reactions and things. And you know, they're 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 a neat species in and of themselves, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also so Eric like, is short. So, I mean, you know, Eric being <laughs> short and all with a fourteen foot animal. That's yeah. That's I'm like a snack. Much. Well, yeah. <laughs> for a long time, berms were my were my. You know, I was. I love Burmese pythons, but you know, you're right. You get to a point where, and I, I really, sometimes 
I go online. I mean, I know it's not as easy as it is now, but you know, I would go online and say, Oh yeah, man, look at this. Look at this berm. It's really, really, really cool. You know? And it's like, um, no, no, thanks. Yeah. I, I sent you the pictures of <laughs> They are. They're really cool. Man, some of the Indian pythons, you know, I mean, like again, question yeah. yeah. The Sri I, Lanka I, pythons. Oh man. Yeah. I, I just had for the first time, uh, retic, um, in my collection for the first time ever. And yeah. It was a purple motley or whatever, lavender motley. It was gorgeous. It oh, shed yeah, and it was gorgeous. And I so was tempted to keep it, but it was just coming through and on its way to some other place to a better home which could accommodate it. But so tempted to keep it. So. Yeah. And then the yeah. dwarfs are killer. If you can find the dwarfs and the super dwarfs that haven't been crossed, you know, that's a good option for them because – you know, they, they, they're really cool animals, you know. They're just, again, retakes are very, very aware, you know, and they, they seem to have, like, a, a, a bond with, with you more so than, like, or a bond with their environment. I shouldn't say with you. A, more of a bond with their environment than a lot of other pythons, you know. They're just they're very acute. You know, they're they're interesting species, for sure. And like I said, mm-hmm. not enough time, not enough space, you know. It's just <laughs> not enough money to pay somebody to clean the crap, you know. It's just not... Not there. Yeah. But hey, you know, that's cool. It's like, you know, you go through things. I don't know how long I'll have Dermos or how long I'll have Rainbow Boas. I'm sure probably from now on out I'll have at least a pair. I mean, I know I'll always have blackheads. I know I'll always have carpet pythons, jungles at least, and some great stuff to look at. You know, I mean, I, you know, who knows? Who knows what, 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 you know, we'll have in the future Um, or what we'll even be allowed to keep. <laughs> oh, Ooh. don't start with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's your th- What's your thoughts on all that, Derek? You know, being uh, down you know there what? in Florida, I, and I, I I stay shut up about it because you know I you got to understand. You know, I came from a time where if you wanted to deal with reptiles, you drove out of state and you met at a hotel room, you did your business, and you stayed the night. You drove back the next day with forty grand in your pocket. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily yeah. mind going back to that because that is how I younger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right. As far as getting off the internet and, and, you know, that whole thing, going back to mailing list. And, you know, to me, I mean, if, if it has to go underground, then so be it. It's not going to stop me from keeping them or doing what I'm doing with them. So, you know, regardless, whatever. I, I don't really think about it either way or the other. I mean, I think everybody gets all up in arms about it, you know. But honestly, I think if people just shut the hell up, then maybe it, you know about it and quit bringing so much attention to not necessarily like the groups that are fighting it, but just as a community as a whole, you know, do what we need to do. But, you know, if it's at the public eye all the time, you know, I, I, I was talking with somebody not too long ago and they brought up the eye, that, that Jay Brewer video with him sitting in the, in the tank with the retakes, you know, and they're striking at him, you know, ha ha right. ha ha. It's all funny, whatever. But if you did not think for a minute that that video went across every Senator's desk the week that they voted on that damn bill, You'd be denying yourself equal opportunity to think that, like, whatever the hell that happens in the in the community is just free for all. And I guarantee you that video made its way around because it was released seven days before they voted on the damn thing. Yeah. So it, it, you know you got to kind of make a dumb. decision. Am I making the right decision here? <laughs> you know what it's I mean? So, dumb. It's it, you know, and that's yeah. why I never have videos of my animals eating. 
and I never post pictures of what they've done to me that night, okay? I mean, yeah. if I get chewed on, the only people who know about it are myself and the animal that bit me, okay? No, so, and, you know, and I understand. I get it. I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to promote awareness. Okay, these snakes are not evil monsters, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I get it. I, I understand, like, you know, just, just words. I, I understand. But what these people see is something entirely different because they are not yeah. snake people. I had non-snake people texting me that video saying, um, what, this dude's getting, like, beat up, and oh, my God, I'm like, it's all right. Did, like, the teeth didn't even puncture the jacket. He's okay. You know, it's like, but to have those people go around the barn and then it come back to me is already bad. Hey, um, but you know as well as I do, that shit could have went south real quick. Very quickly. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. All you know, so I mean, again, you know, guys. I mean, come again, on. Again, not necessarily the best decision. You know? No, but yeah. But not it is now, what it is. So. You know what I mean? So again, yep. if it goes underground, it's our it's our fault. You know what I mean? If yep. anything else happens at this point, you know, just shut up. You know, stop doing stupid shit. Stop posting pictures of yourself holding guns. <laughs> stop playing all this other crap, and you know, it 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 go away because nobody will have anything to talk about. You know. All the yeah. backstabbing in the industry and all this other stuff, you know, it's like it's they're looking at us at you know, going, Look at these people, you know. <laughs> Just shut up. Yeah, I gotta be honest. That that that's something that kinda like I think of uh I don't know, as of late it just seems like every week there's some new drama kind of stuff and it's like yeah, man. <laughs> just being, just kind, like, of the, kind of the point now where I just text uh, and I go, wee, Morelia drama. And oh, my God. I can't, I can't stand well, I mean, it Like anymore. I said, I just I stick to posting pictures and saying ha-ha and thanks, guys. And, you know, and that's, and that's like and thumbs up. <laughs> I mean, it, it gets to a point to where you can't, you can't participate in something without, you know, without it turning into bullshit a lot of times. And, yeah. I, hey, that's fine. I get it. You know, we. I think we had this this discussion with uh, with CK about the reptile shows and stuff. You know, it's like there's those guys. You know that they bitch and complain or whatever about prices of animals, and I, you see threads all the time over there about these guys. And it's like, well, you know, it's like, why? How would you think it would be different? You're breeding the same animals that you I mean. It's like if you go to a reptile show, it's like every single vendor in there pretty much just got the same thing on on their table. And they're looking at the guys across from them and right beside them that all have the same stuff. And I've always wondered, like, wouldn't you want to stand out for that? You know, like me as a, <laughs> as a reptile person, you know, who enjoys seeing stuff, like who would go to a reptile show to, to hopefully see a, a type of species that I would never ever get a, a chance to interact with other than outside of, of, of an event like that. And you see the same stuff, <clears throat> you know, show after yeah. show after show. Yeah. It just gets, man... It it really is disheartening as a as a reptile guy, and then that that on turn makes me not care, you know what I mean about the industry and about you know all this stuff with U.S. Arc and the and the laws. That's what makes me because it it doesn't seem like a lot of those people that are doing that are, are they don't seem like the guy that was hiding a ring neck from the mother in a in a shoebox under their bed when they were four or five years old. They just don't seem yeah. like those people to me. You know what I mean? Like I, no, they right. no, they seem like the friend of the guy who did that who saw dollar signs and decided to jump well, in. Well, and some of them, and I get that some people genuinely are into them and understand, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, Tom and I laugh about it all the time because, you know, we say like, man, normal ball pythons, if you actually have some normal by pythons that don't have any, you know, morph genetics in them, those things are going to be gold in 10 years. <laughs> sell them for five thousand dollars a pair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I know people all the time that buy, quote, normals, 
you know, out of Ben's or out of Ryan's or wherever, and they put them together and they get a spider or they get something, you know, like, or pastel or whatever. I don't even know the genetics well enough to know what they get. But, you know, most of these people think they got normals and they put them together and they get something weird, you know. So eventually mm-hmm. in 10 years, like, wild-type genetics, they, they're going to be gone because they're not simply – they're just simply not importing wild-caught genetics anymore. Even all the stuff yeah, they're right. bringing in is all captive hatch stuff over there. So because they've caught on to the ball game, like, oh, these, you know, the ones that are different, you know, command more money. So, you know. They've all caught on to it, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like one yeah, of those so things. Like I, kind of, I kind of feel bad for the people because there. I think there are people that are genuinely, you know, just as excited about ball pythons as I am about carpet pythons, or you are about sure. blackheads, or you know, mm-hmm. and and I think that they get lumped into this category of these, you know, these for lack of a better term, assholes. Um, you know, that, that yeah, don't generally, do things. Generally, those people have a variety of collection, whether it's corn snakes or whether it's leopard geckos or whatever it is. Generally, those people, you know, they have a pair of carpet pythons tucked in a corner somewhere. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, know, just yeah. people that are like solely like the ball python. Let me crank out this morph and make that and that and that. I mean, there's so many of those guys that are out there that just, to me, they just don't really seem like snake people, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's, you know, I can't yeah. think of anybody off the top of my head, nor would I name anybody anyway. Like I said, it's, you know, it's all good. Whatever you want to do. Just for me as as a person that's like a reptile enthusiast, it's it's a shame that I don't, you know, that I don't have the outlet that I used to have. Um, right. You know, we could right. go to a show and you'd see a species. It's like, wow, you know, a ring python. Cool. Oh, he has a whole fucking thing of rings. Look at that. Oh, that was striped. That was, oh, man, that's cool. Can I hold one? Cool. Oh, wow. Never held one of these before. You know, I mean, you know, you just, I mean, you get that somewhat, you know, but I don't know. And yeah, it's definitely not like – it's definitely not like it used to be. I remember the first time I went to the Hamburg show. It was kind of like um, – you know, it was it was it was more exciting than going to the zoo. You know, it seemed like they had more variety than going to the zoo and um, species that you know they that you would never see at the zoo. And it's like, wow, I actually get to see this in real life. Uh, wow, there it is, right there on that table. You know, and, and now it's mm-hmm. kind of like I'm just I just think that people they. I really have a feeling that people think that in order to get any kind of, I don't know, credit from your peers, it's almost like you have to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. I, sure. Sure. I get it. Yeah. It's like, it, this guy's not going to notice me unless I have blah, 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 you know? And it's like, okay, I right, gotta get it. Right. It's the same thing with the Bolins pythons. Do people really want to work with Bolins because they, they want to, or do they want to be that guy that successfully breeds them? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well I bred Bolins. What have you done? You know, (laughs) Um, Tom bred them last year. He he got four fertile eggs and then the rest were slugs, but they, they, he lost the incubator. They weren't very, they had veins, but they weren't very, very strong at all. People are getting success with that. So it's like, I would almost wonder if, if, if as the captive born and bred population increases, Will they start to lose, like their luster, like their draw? Will you, will yeah, you start having people kind of drop off? Available too in husbandry. You got to think about that yeah. too. Like over the years, people have learned that their snakes don't want to be ninety degrees all the time. You know, so and then people are, are like, okay, well, cool. Maybe maybe eighty six is a, is good for an ambient. We'll give them a hot spot, and then they can drop to eighty two at night, and maybe that's fine. 
and we just learned over time. It's like when people used to cook diamonds back in the day. You don't really see that anymore, do you? The whole diamond. No, because you learn what to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. people know how to keep them. You know, back in the day, people were keeping them too hot. You know, it was like nothing wants to be hot 24-7-8, you know. I don't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I know I live in Florida and everything, but at least it, it drops 10 degrees a night, you know. <laughs> Good grief. I, yeah, right? <laughs> I think I think maybe you guys would agree with me or disagree, but my thinking is this: when it comes to that, we were kind of having this conversation before the show started about scrub pythons. Is that I I always feel that scrub pythons are kind of like one of those species that never get worked with because it's not a. I see this a lot, and and I'll apply it to the ball pythons again. It seems like even when you go inside that world of morphs they don't even really work with recessive morphs as much as they do with incomplete dominant because they can just churn that out. You know, it's like, boom, yeah, it's yeah. immediate satisfaction. Yeah. And I think what happens with these species like Bolins or scrubs or stuff is that there's no immediate satisfaction. You're looking at yeah. like <laughs> seven, eight, maybe 10 years, you know, till that animal gets acclimated and Half the time it gets passed around before it even has a chance to get acclimated, and then you got to start the process all over again. I don't think it's that they're hard to breed; they just never no, get a chance no. to get used to what's going on. Well, it can be it can be summed up very easily. It, it, any species does not work with on the level that you see ball pythons work with, or even now starting to be carpet pythons work with. There's a simple explanation for it. There's no morphs. Mm. So yeah. there's no morphs. People don't want anything. I mean, blackheads are just now starting to become popular. Why? There's morphs. There's xanthics and, and albinos out there. Woohoo! So now people give a shit. You know what I mean? No right. Cared before. Um, mm -hmm. Rainbow boa, same thing. Now you got a couple guys out there producing some killer rainbow boas. Oh, guess what? Now rainbow boas on everybody's list. Oh, I got to get those because there's morphs. You know? I mean, uh, same thing with the Colombian. Who wants a Colombian boa constrictor? Now they're flying off the shelves. It was just an albinos. You know? Now I mean, everybody this year. Right. Five or thirty keepers this year to cut these. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. Because there's morphs. I mean, nobody cares about a brown ass Colombian rainbow boa. <laughs> very, very few people. Very, very few right. people that keep them are like, wow, that blows me away. You know? right. <laughs> They're out there. <laughs> they are out there, I'm sure. But there's no morphs. Yeah. Well, that's probably why you see, like, to me, well, you guys were talking about. Um, you know, uh, Savus and stuff and olives, but Maclots to me are, yep. they're just, they're just badass. And I think I that this was Mac. said a long time ago. Um, you know, if you had a carpet Python that was solid Brown with some gold and black flecking going down the back, you know, or on the sides, people would be like, Oh my God, I'll pay 10 grand for that. But then you have a snake that right. is like that. And the people are like, eh. naturally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, what well, like we were really? saying about the inlands, you know, people will pay for the xanthics, but they'll go to the inland. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't get that. You know? They're badass snakes. <laughs> no yeah. morphs, so, you know. And like I said, you want somebody to get interested in scrubs, hatch an albino. Everybody yeah, and their yeah, brother yeah. want them then. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So build a, build you know, a better mouth change the market, yeah. man. That's up. That's yep. up to you. Change the market. You want, is that kind of what we did with blackheads? 
You know, right. I mean, yeah, Matt Turner and there's a couple other guys that were working with him, but Matt had, you know, good success with him for three or four years, and then he kind of got out of him, you know, and like that's kind of been the case with most people with Blackheads, where, you know, Tom and I now, we've been running pretty, you know, 10 years consistently with this stuff, and, you know, we got stuff that nobody else outside of, you know, Europe and Australia has, you know, just because we've been working on it, and we've been doing the necessary breedings and what we need to do to to, you know, further the species down the line and make this, make living art, you know? Um, right. Until that happens, you know what I mean? You start making, you start making scrub pythons that you can put an, an identifiable label on, you know what I mean? Barneck or whatever it is, but if you can, you know, make those barnecks look like yellow jackets and, you know, like yellow jacket scrubs or, you know, once you start marketing this stuff, then that's how you get people into it, you know, but you got to stick with it and you got to be persistent and you got to work with the animals and, you were saying, you know, now you got all these males. Well, guess what? Now you got to go fucking start over, <laughs> you know, because if you really want it, you yeah. know what I mean? It, that, that's your only option. And that sucks. They're right. live animals. I get it. But, and, you know, we don't have 10 years to some of us, you know. But, I mean, hey, if you want it to happen, then you just do it, man. You know, it's like I can't tell you. I've got pictures and pictures and pictures and pictures. I've got a freezer full of perfectly formed blackheads dead in the eggs, probably 50 or 60 of them. You know, does that wow. stop me from keeping them? You know, does it stop me from oh, trying yeah. to figure out why, you know, that this stuff happens? Probably my, I can't tell you how many blackhead clutches I've had over the year, but I've had only my third, four, sorry, fourth 100% hatch rate last week out of a clutch. Oh, wow. Wow. And all this time doing it, you know what I mean? So... You know, it's, it's, that, that it doesn't it doesn't keep me from wanting to do it. It makes me want to try harder. Like, oh man, seriously, so if I'm having this hard of a time with them, what what everybody else going through? <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know you have to. And and I know guys in Australia right now that like that man, a couple of guys over there have had really bad year this last year. You know, it's like people that were right. doing really well for a couple of years, like all of a sudden their animals are. I was like, aha, uh-huh, see, that's what happens when when an industry gets commercialized and you start getting commercialized rodents and stuff and you're feeding this stuff to these animals that don't eat that crap. It's one thing when you're raising your own rodents, you know, but when you start industrializing an, an industry, things change, you know, and diet is one right. of those big things that changes. You know, look at McDonald's. When we industrialized the fast food industry, what happened? The diet went to, went to crap, <laughs> you know. So right. one of the first things to go when you industrialize anything is the diet, you know, so – for an animal that's like, like a blackhead that's diet specific and it's diet sensitive, you know how how many years did people try to breed these things and throw large rats into them because they think that they get ten feet, you know what I mean? Because they will when you feed them like that because they're damn opp- they're not opportunistic hunters. I mean they actually hunt. You know they're not ambush predators. They hunt every day. They don't mm-hmm. sit around and wait for food to come to them. You know they're moving all the time. If you have a blackhead that's not moving, it's something wrong with it. That's just the way it is, you know. So, I mean, I'm in my room right now. I'm looking at 35 blackheads right now, all peaked up, looking at me like, hey, dude, what's going on? Got <laughs> you know, they're all, like, doing what they should be doing. My carpets are all asleep on their branches doing their thing, you know. But, like, the blackheads, they, they're just different, you know. They they hunt, and right. people overfed these animals for so long, and now that we started to figure out, okay, well, we need to feed these animals a little differently, and people come over here and see my female blackheads that have laid two or three times for me, and they're barely five feet. Right. You know, wow. I had blackheads back in the day that, you know, you're during, you know, 10-foot animals, 9-foot animals, and I always thought, man, that's a big, 
you know. But then you see you go in the wild and see them, and there may be some long ones, but they're skinny, you know. Um, I've never seen a big one in the wild, or I've never seen pictures of even a big one in the wild. Really, they've all been skinny, um, slender animals like a kingsnake or something. Yeah, they may be seven feet, six feet, but they're not supposed to look like a blood python. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> um, and a lot of those guys back in the day, like when you go back and look at some of those old pictures that people were posing, like Matt Turner and Jim Sargent, some of these guys, you know, back in the day that were keeping these animals, even uh, uh, Doug Price. I look at some of the pictures on their on their, you know, and you can see the fat folds in, in the animals on the websites. You can see it, like, and then they wonder, well, why didn't they, you know, why didn't these animals do all that well, or you know, why are they only producing a few years and then done out? And, I just had a guy that today uh, from Europe. He said they just female produced once, and it's been like six years, and she never produced ever again. They'll say, "Yeah, that's that's what happens when you overfeed the blackhead." <laughs> and I know so many people wow. that you know are in that situation. Um, but for somebody like so Eric, what? you know, and I I know you don't overfeed. You know, you're you you're probably you're probably no. like me in the fact that <laughs> no, 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 not, not Eric, no, not Eric. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, no. We've talked about this before. Like you you take your yeah. time and raising animals up, and you know. Um, I'm kind of the same way. You have to do that with blackheads. You know, and that's something you can turn around in eight months and and breed if you want to have a healthy animal in five years. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's like taking your time is going to be better in the long run. And yeah, you have a smaller female, you might have a smaller clutch, but you'll have her for like more years than you would if you freaking yeah. powered her. And, and it's funny because I got an email from somebody earlier this week asking me. Um, what the ages were for breeding animals, and I'm like four or five, and they're like that. That's a long way. I'm like, mm, not really. I mean, yeah. you know, we're not trying to turn and burn at two years old here. It's not a good right. thing. Yet. So, and not only that, I mean, you think about with blackheads. Who, I mean, the biggest clutch I've had with the blackhead is 18 out of, of a really big female. You know, an eight foot, nine foot female. So 18, they, Big eggs, the blackheads, right? They're, they're, big eggs, eggs yeah. Yeah, their yeah. size of retakes are bigger, even. You know. Um, but for me, as a keeper, you know, if I have six females go, I don't want 18 eggs out of every female to have to assist feed. I'll shoot myself. I mean, there's no way you could keep them alive. That's just too much work, you know. So I, I, I stagger females. You know, I never breed females two years in a row, and I always make sure that I'm producing only what I know that, you know, I'm either going to be able to keep that I want for myself or stuff that I know that I can move in the market. You know? Um. And I, I, just a lot of people don't think do that. I think people just put together whatever they put. Oh, I got to get all these eggs, and they think about they got to raise these females, so they can get as many eggs out of them as possible. I don't know. I've just never been that type of breeder, you know. Yeah, I think I took that from you, Derek, a long time ago on the BLBC. I think, you know, back when I was just starting out, you had you had you know people were talking about, I guess, <clears throat> the carpet python market or whatever and that was something that you said that always stuck with me if, you, if you're going to breed it then you have to be able to you have to think in your mind that you're probably well i shouldn't say probably you might not be able to sell these so you might have to hold on to these and right. what are you going to do with you know 20 clutches of uh, i don't know coastal carpets or you know that that doesn't sell like what do you do with that you know Eventually, you figure it out. I mean, I'm lucky because I had been here for years when I was touring in bands. I mean, for you, right before you know Morelia pythons even started, like in in eighty, sorry, uh, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand. You know, I had already produced a good number of carpet pythons that I had sold to Ben. Wow. From the from the New Guineas, I mean, IJ carpets that I had gotten from him. And it's funny, like a lot of these, I was just. 
because I talked to Matt Lacrosse. I think it was I was talking about Lacrosse uh, last week. We were talking about some of these IJ lines, and a lot of them were bought out of Ben Siegel's. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I probably sold during ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one because I was on tour. I didn't have time to raise these babies up. Man, I probably sold Ben a hundred babies. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, some, some of that stuff, some of that stuff could have even come from me to begin with. You know, I mean, right. I'm saying that it did, but it, there's a likely chance. I mean, I know that some guys, you know, got wild caught stuff, but man, I tell you, dude, I, every time Ben would get wild caught IJs, he'd call me. He'd be like, dude, I just got a shipment and come out and look. I mean, anything that was real good, I got. <laughs> I right. try to get that. Unless this I was is mine. This is get, mine. Yeah. Unless I was on tour and Ben called me and said, like, "Hey, I got a shipment in," I was like, "Sorry, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm away. I'm not, you know, whatever." That could, I think that was the case with like some of the stuff that Will got, but who knows? You know, it's like, a, you know, during that time period, I sold Ben all types of stuff. You know, right? Uh, I don't know. It's just it's funny. It's like small world. You know, it comes around, goes around, kind of thing. You know, and what he sold stuff as, and what people. T- you know, I remember taking the New Guineas over there for the first time, and he advertised them as that, and then like the entire world blew up. Like everybody was calling him, telling me to know what he was talking about. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Well, they posted, he had posted a hat on the internet or whatever on, on King Snake, and you know, of course, he was an idiot and all this other stuff. But yeah, it's just funny. Um, yeah, I saw I saw a thing today where I, it's uh, somebody sent this to me, and it said um, uh, somebody was selling a wild caught chondro. Oh my and, god! And probably well, displaying the fact that it was a wild caught. I mean. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. So, should they lie about that, or should they not lie about that? They should not lie about. But you know. So, the people will get upset because they misrepresent the. You know, they'd be the first one to say, "Oh, they misrepresented the animal. That's clearly a wild caught." You know. So. (laughs) So this person bypasses that and says, "Okay, well, this is a wild caught animal. I've, uh, I've." um, but wild caught chondras are illegal. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird how people. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're damned you if know. you do, damned if you don't, you know? Well, and you know, and you see a lot of guys getting, a lot of the younger people that come into it, you know, we make mistakes. And, and it's easier yeah. than ever to do with the internet. I mean, I, I saw a guy one day that he, he was a customer of Tom's and he had bought some animals or whatever, and then all of a sudden he got this bright idea that he was going to be, you know, like a breeder, you know, and he was going to breed all this stuff. So then he starts like, you know, he gets a business going and he goes on like one of these forums on Facebook and basically just reposts Mark Bell's pictures. And like, yeah, I got these animals, this animal, that's all he was doing because he lives like close to Mark. He was going and buying Mark's animals and just selling Mark's animals. But and so I text, I, I PM'd him. I was like, dude, you know, I understand what you're doing, and I, you know, it's just one of these rookie mistakes that people make. It's kind of like, you know, if you're going to rehab animals, rehab animals. If you're going to breed stuff, breed stuff. You can't rehab animals and breed stuff. Don't do it both. Anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Pick one or the other because, like, everybody, it seems like everybody's just starting out. And they got sympathy for all these animals, and they want to collect everything they have so they can have a big collection. But they don't understand that that just shoots them in the foot. And the long, you know what I mean? So you try to help people yeah. as much as you can, and you see this kind of you know, this, this stuff happened, you know, more readily online, you know, and it's, it's just something you gotta, you know, you gotta be aware of as, as people that are older, I guess, and as peers and, you know, guys that came before us, you know, they tried to teach us, you know, things. And it's a whole different world now with the internet and, you know, how, how, how it operates. And it's just so much different than it, than it was, you know? 
I think it's even worse now with, well, I don't know if worse is the right word, but with Facebook, it seems right. that on the forum there was a, I don't know, it seems like there was a different mentality. And now with Facebook, it's like, oh man, I guess it's opened yeah. up to more people, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's. Yeah. You know, I can understand if you're going to go and you're going to buy from Mark Bell, then, you know, at least take your own pictures. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. You know, and I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was just like, dude, you know, it's something I'm observing and I'm watching you do. It's just a rookie mistake. Don't do that again, or else you, you know, your name will be mud before you ever even get off the ground. And they're good right. people because yeah, these good people. You know, he's just made a mistake. You know, and that's fine. Learn from it. Right. You know, and go on. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen a lot. You know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of one of those weird things. I don't know. But to think that you would never make a mistake is just, that's crazy too. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you saved I mean, something you, you regret or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the biggest mistake that I always regret to this day, um, and I went to Tampa to, to do a rehearsal for a show for the, and I, and I knew I had bad feeling about the show to begin with. We were going down to South America and we were supposed to do like three shows down there or whatever. And we get down there and it's just a clusterfuck. I mean, like with gear, mm -hmm. hotels, with suddenly three shows are now one and like we're, oh, uh, you know, great. we're like, you know, as far as making money and stuff. And we're like, man, what the hell? So at that point in time, um, my wife, I can't remember why she didn't come over here. I think maybe she was out of town herself. Um, but I came back from there, and I had a timer malfunction that cooked a lot of my stuff. My original male NG. Um, wow. <clears throat> like a few pair of IJs that I had at the time. Um, an Atherton that I had that went with Rudy. I don't know if you guys remember Rudy or not. My Atherton, that's over Atherton female I had. I had a male that yep. went with her that was in there that passed. Um and dude, it just devastated me. And I, that was when I said, you know what? I can't, I can't have all of this stuff and be going out of town like this and not have somebody here to come check it. So I kind of like, I went on the ground for a little while. That was like in 2001, I think, 2000, 2001, right. right in there, just shortly after that. So I kind of like sold stuff. I had like, I kept Mindy, I kept Rudy. It was my original NG and my original, well, not my original uh, Atherton, but part of the Atherton line that I had. Um, and that was it. And then I knew that, you know, I knew I could get a mail from my guy in, in South Carolina that still had Atherton stuff. But, you know, as far as outside the babies that I still had that were in another rack that were safe, you know, they, those guys were all good. And that, thankfully, because that MG line would have been lost, you know. Um, but, you know, you have accidents and stuff like that happens. And, you, you know, just that was a, a learning curve for me because it was a cheap timer, you know, and the thing just burned out. And, I could have spent forty dollars and got one that was, you know, killer. But now I had to buy the fifteen dollar one because I was the cheap, some you know scumbag, <laughs> you know. So, um, right. Um, and I lost my animals because of it, you know. And uh, right. That was a pisser, that you sucks. know. So you learn and you go through things. We all we all fuck up, and we, you know, it's it's what it is, you know. Um, just yeah, I guess it's it. you just don't make the same mistake again, you know. I mean, you you, right. you yeah. take. I don't know. I mean, and obviously stuff happens. Thank God I've never, you know, knock on wood here. You know, my collection's been pretty sound ever since, you know, but still, you know, it's, uh, I thought I could get out for a year or two and then right back in it with the black hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided to stop touring altogether because I knew that the animals were going to benefit me more in the long run than doing that crap was. So I guess right. 
really That's cool. Great. Um, but I do get to go to Columbia, um, going down doing a drum performance down in uh, Bogota, uh, the 15th and 16th of May, which would be cool. So I'm going to try to get out and see if I can see some animals while I'm there. Um, I don't know how much That's time awesome. I have, but it would be kind of cool to get out and try to see something if I can, you know. Wow. That's cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I can stay a little bit busy with the drum stuff, you know, as long as I'm doing it by myself. I do more product-related things now, you know, with the drum companies and stuff that endorse me or whatever, but instead of, you know, like band stuff. So I don't feel like I have to babysit anybody that way. I can just be me. Eric, what do you get, Owen, what you guys got going on for Clutches this year? Anything uh, you're looking forward to and excited to see? Because I, I heard you talking about uh, stuff earlier. But, uh, you want to go first? You have that big group of, you know, and you have the crazy ones, Eric. Um. Well, like I was saying, I got I got some crazy morph carpet stuff that's hatching out. But one of the things that I'm excited about is um, the uh, coastal clutch that I got. Um, The M Pen stuff, uh, which is the Lemke line of coastals. uh, Yeah, love striped lavender. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. I do have one crazy thing that I don't know what's going to turn out, but uh, I have a uh, super caramel zebra jag that I bred to a tiger. Curious to see what happens with that. Other than that, just you know, I don't I don't know what the tiger stuff is going to do with the the zebra stuff, and you know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, be cool yeah, see, that's, that's that's the beauty of like the the morph game because like you know you can. You can kind of tie in. I mean, natural genetics, yeah, they're kind of – they're a little more sporadic and a little more across across a range of variations more so than, like, you know, a jag or, you know, or a granite or a zebra or whatever, you know, um, which is cool. So you kind of have a little more predictability there, which is kind of cool because you can you can kind of tweak it a little better in your mind. Like you were saying about the striped jungle, you can – like, once you get an animal that looks like that, you know if you breed it within that group of animals, then your likelihood of getting more like that is definitely more – more so, you know, percentages higher than it would be with natural variation, you know. Um, right. So that's cool, you know, it's, it's cool about that whole vibe. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see what happens, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, and, you know, I love this time of year just to see pictures. You know, everybody <laughs> yeah. puts all their pictures. This is when it all happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that, man. I love it. That's a cool thing. Yeah. It's because you see you see some uh, you know some new stuff popping out and some you know I don't know it's just cool well, stuff. Always to, uh, a few things every year. Always a few things every year that make you go, "Whoa, wow, that's cool!" You know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Definitely. It's the way it is. It's always going to be like that, and that's you know the beauty of it. Again, living art. You know, it's like what that's how we're making it happen. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Love yeah, it. I kind of uh, – one of the things that I did do is um, last year I bred um, like uh, an albino jag to uh, a zebra head albino and a caramel head albino. But one of the things – I don't know. I, one of the things I noticed is like with the – I hatched out some albino zebra jags. And right. it seems that like when you have an albino and a jag, they kind of like – I don't know. They're – they're even more jag tarted than, <laughs> than normal. Yeah. Oh god, you know? it's worse. 
<laughs> so I, I, I just bred a straight albino to the caramel albino because I wanted, I didn't want the jag in there. Okay. And I know people will probably say, what are you doing? That's crazy. Why don't you want a sun glow jag or whatever they're called? And, you know, I don't know. Oh, I just, I mean, you know, it's cool. But, you know, I'm afraid yeah. what's happening with some of the carpets is like you're getting, you know, there's like 45 different morphs for the same thing in ball pythons. You know, you look at one of them and there's like, oh, there's 45 different variants. It could just be a sibling to whatever the one you just saw. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's starting, it's kind of starting to get like that with carpets because like, you know, you're putting all these genetically, like, uh, like for me, like it, who's not really, I mean, I know what's out there, you know, I keep up with it somewhat, but I'm not really well versed on it. So if I'm just scrolling down like Morelia picture of the week and I see, you know, a granite IJ Jag or a zebra, you know, jungle diamond Jag or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It all kind of starts looking the same after a while, even though there's all this different stuff that you, I don't know what's, you know, it's like, it's, it's like it's getting further and further away from the natural uh, direction that yeah. the species would, would, you know, the, that the mutation, not the species, that the mutation would go, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting yeah. to get all these different things, but they're all just kind of starting to get, in a better sense of word, just dull. If that makes any sense, I don't know. I, mm. To me, like some of yeah. those gamma jags, you know, going back ten years, or you know, like wow, some of those are, are just killer. You know, and you would think some of these genetics, when you pile them on top of each other, they would yield different results. I guess just there's so much natural variation within the carpet complex in general that you know it's just it ends up all over the board. You know, right? Yeah, I think uh, I actually it's I, the babies that I had from last year. I took out for a photo shoot tonight and um, earlier tonight. And as I was going through, man, what a difference between um, just, I don't know. You got animals in the same clutch and there's just so many, so many different little things that you could probably take and, you know, selectively breed towards just crazy stuff i I don't i don't know if it's just you don't notice it when you're opening up a tub and then you know i'm taking pictures and right you know and all of a sudden it pops out to you or what it's more something you see in the variation of the animal when you're looking at it you know within the clutch mate for me like those not like the new guinea line i mean you there's not a line of carpets out there that you're going to get more variation out of a clutch (laughs) no you know um, I think I have what four females, and they're all completely different. Oh my god, right. they're so yeah. Yeah, every single one. One striped, one looks like a jungle. <laughs> One's like, you know, the rusty color, yeah. and you know, it's yeah, crazy. They're neat. they're neat. And like I said, I haven't, I've never outcrossed that line. I mean, the original male and female, and then the little guy who was a male that I kept back has sired all of that shit since then. You know. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to like, see what that happens with the more like next year. I'm going to try to do something with that to see what happens with that. Like, yeah, I mean, you'll trip out because I mean, they all hatch gray and brown and ugly or whatever. But after their first shed, you'll start looking around. And like, Man, that's very good. It's like caramel that I bought. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, that's the nicest Atlantic I've ever seen. Holy crap. You know what I mean? It's like that yeah. happens every year. And you guys have seen those Atlantic ones I posted up. You know, I post mm-hmm. things all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, to me, I mean, that's some of the best looking Atlantic blood I've ever seen. As far, I mean, it breathes true within my line, you know. But uh, you know, I've never, I've been so afraid to outcross it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Oh, right on. Um, 
yeah, so I've been so afraid to outcross the, the stuff because, you know, just – and, I've had, you know, people scream, oh, genetic, you know, whatever, drug defects, whatever. I mean, dude, these things hatch 100%, you know, no kinks. They feed. They're all 100% great, healthy babies. They it, – it's funny, you know. It's like – and I'm down to probably – I got to be to F – seven or F eight on some of these animals, you know. <laughs> right, right. Ridiculous. You know? Mm-hmm. But I've been so afraid to to outcross them to anything just out of just sake of keeping the line what it is. And you know, and even that is a, is the biggest mystery as it is, you know, because as far as anybody knows, up until I posted that Steve Hammond price list on Morelia Pythons a couple years ago, you know, the Barkers were the first ones that had New Guineas in, you know, the mid nineties, ninety four, ninety five, and then here it is, I got a a price list from from Hammond in '91 that has them listed with you know a description of black and silver animals. <laughs> Does right. that sound like NGs <laughs> to you? I right. mean, so it makes me wonder, you know, like you know, did the Barkers actually get these animals from him? You know, who were they surplus of stuff from, and what are they to begin with? Because as far mm-hmm. as I can tell from Steve Hammond, Steve Hammond said he got those animals from Hank Mole. So God knows what they are. You know what's crazy? So. You know, you know what's crazy about that in particular. Yeah. I think about is that you got these animals. Now, I think, I think back, man. This is going back. This is probably when the Bush League first started up, and you had posted um, pictures of that. You know, those animals that you had, and I was just blown away. I thought they were. Um, I didn't really know much about carpet pythons at the time, but, you know, I was just right. getting into it. But just, I was like, oh, my God, these things are just incredible, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I, I bought some based on that, you know? And what right. what's crazy is, is that if if you could prove tomorrow that these were, I don't know, let's say these are Cape York carpets, people would be right. knocking down your door. <laughs> To get them, right. like what the hell? These are KPR carpets. Yeah. I want some. I need a pair. You know. But now yeah. the animals there, and they're beautiful, and nobody. You know what I mean? They're like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, I know. Let me get a zebra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, what <laughs> because, I because there's no, there's no hype. You know what I mean? You like, like, oh, yeah. I, I even, I was, I can't remember who it was I was talking to the other day, but um, somebody had said to me, um about the Atherton's, I think it may have been Randy McKnight because I had just recently reconnected with him. I haven't mm-hmm. talked, spoken with him in years, you know, got in touch with him through a mutual friend. And he was saying, man, he goes, if you genetically test those animals you got from me back in the 70s, he goes, I can guarantee you it don't matter. He goes, every animal outside of Australia probably has that blood in it. And he's probably right. He's, he's yeah. probably right. Um, right, because there were so very, it was very few and far between. And then you look at how many animals, you know, the, the, all the different stuff that comes out of those animals. Even back then, from a line that I bought in 1988, right. I still get caramel types, exotic right. jungle type animals that come out of those. Even with Atherton's, you know, same thing with them and the Cape uh, and the New Guineas that I have. You know, they, I get right. this incredible wide variety of variation across all the boards. You know, and those animals have been here for, you know, one of the original, <laughs> you know, lines brought into the country. Right. Um, so you got to think, I mean, we were export. We got all the cool stuff in the 80s when our dollar was worth more than the European money. All the cool stuff. <laughs> <came up. laughs> 
<laughs> that would be awesome. Seriously. <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. I mean, as soon as the Euro took over and that's where all the animals, that's why Europe started getting that because they could get more value out of the animals there because the currency was worth more. That's not hard yeah. to figure out. It wasn't because there was connections. It was, dude, I remember standing, and we've talked about this before. I remember, I remember standing in on reptiles when Ryan got the call about uh, buying cat albinos from South Africa. Wow. Oh, wow. I heard the conversation. That was like in 2000 or 99, somewhere in there. Right. Wow. He hung up the phone. He's like, man, that was weird. I guess I don't know if that's a scam. That's when all that South African scam shit was going on. You know, he's like, that had right. to be a scam. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Some guy was curious. just him. tried to tell me albinos. Yeah, it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted a visible, but he said, no, the visibles were, were not available. Only had to be available. And they were coming out of South Africa, which, ironically, fast forward seven years, I stood in the room and looked at 50 of those same animals. <laughs> yeah. You know, in wow. South yeah. Africa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. That's, that's where eventually it came from, yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 it's just funny how this stuff goes with the with the genetics and everything because you, you know there's few and far between this stuff was brought in. I mean, yeah, I know there's new stuff coming in or whatever, but a lot of times things just get relabeled and rebranded, and all of a sudden people come up with a reason to have something, and you know, oh, if I could, and I always laugh about the whole thing about, and not mentioning any names, but you know, when Morelia pythons first started out, there was. You know, several people talked about, oh, there's no such thing. You can't find paperwork for anything. And paperwork for anything, oh, can't find paperwork. Man, I'd be willing to pay for paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) On the brakes. (laughs) (laughs) Now all of a sudden there's paperwork from every Jim, Bob, Harry, Dick, you know, from here to Texas. You know what I mean? You know, so it's just kind of funny, you know, how how things work out sometimes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was nowhere to be found for 35 years and all of a sudden oh within the last three years all this new evidence has been uncovered and all this stuff has come out of the woodworks you know, <laughs> you know? I just found a file that I've been looking for for four yeah. years yeah yeah it's just kind of silly so anyway yeah, well, yeah people are but fun. you know at the end of the day it's a, it's it's a snake you keep in the box and you know you got to enjoy it and that's you know most people, when they when they do this stuff, when they're getting into it, you know, we all kind of buy with our eyes. You know, we know what we like. Of course, <laughs> of course. Ooh, pretty. You know, I want that. So, and we even convince yeah. ourselves that somehow or another, you know, a, a super zebra is the king daddy, but somehow or another, Everglades rat snake that blows it away is beneath you. You know, like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that one I've never figured out. You know, I don't want, I want that. Everglades <laughs> rat. I'll, I'll catch you one for ten bucks, dude. And you're like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, and I get it, you know, because we talk ourselves into this stuff. Like, oh, just like you said about the macalots, if somebody has to carpet that looks like a macalot, it'd be the next hottest thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be not worse. a macalot because it's a carpet and it looks different, and that's what that's what drives people towards it. You know. So, of right. course, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to get even worse because it's like we're going to keep getting to the to a certain points where different combinations are going to have the same result. Like an albino super zebra is going to look the same as like an albino panther. So it's like, it's just going to be right. And that's kind of what I was getting at by saying, even now through some of the pictures, it's like, okay, those are different, but they look like they could be siblings, you know? Exactly. So, and it's like, okay, well, why is this one now more expensive than that one? Oh, because it's a panther, but it's still like freaking sick. It's yeah, it's, it's whatever. So, hey, I have, think, you guys, have you guys read Stolen World? Yes. Yes. I have not. I am working on it. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, stolen world is cool because most people don't know that there were Apinelli pythons on American soil. What? Yes. Yes. See, I didn't read the book and I didn't know. <laughs> Rob, Rob Stone pointed that out to me. He told me, he kept telling me that what? I had to read that book. And then uh, if you, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really they were crazy. Left to freeze, they were left to freeze to death in the back of a Buick and then buried in the oh. Pine Barrens the next day to dispose of evidence. And ironically, it was the very ones that are in the reproductive piping book. The two little babies hanging there. Well, I oh, wow. I kind of want to quit on life right now. That's just that's horrible, <laughs> dude. You, I'm serious. There's so many there's so many clues in that book. It's Tom Keoghan and I were talking about it when oh, Walker came over with God. those ring pythons where they tried to bust him in '92 or whatever it was at the Daytona show. Keoghan mm. ended up with those ring pythons. Him and Dick Gergen. Oh wow! So and it's funny oh, right there my. in the book because they had set up a sting trying to bust them coming in with those animals and they had moved them too quickly. You know, like I said, in a hotel room somewhere, they didn't even make it to the show. They were hoping to bust them up, oh, the evidence, but they didn't God. even make it to the show. So, yeah, that book is it's got all kinds of like, if you can read between the lines, bro, you can put together a lot of shit. You know, and you can, yeah. and they left they left some aliases as far as like some of the names of people that were coming out. But if you can, like I said, if you're, you can figure it out. There's enough information out there where you can put it together. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it, it's very interesting. I mean, they talked about smuggling walmas back in little cassette tape boxes, maybe walmas. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Just, <laughs> people getting killed in Madagascar over plowshare tortoises and like just lunatic stuff, you know. Wow. Oh yeah, they, they they just did. There was just a bust that happened at some airport where they were smuggling like cockatiels in water bottles or something like that. Yeah, I but, saw that today. Like, yeah, yeah. This shit still happens and it's horrible. But yeah, Owen Pelly Python died in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brain Go read can't it. comprehend this. Okay. Jesus. Go read yeah. it, man. Go read it. Uh, there was it was those guys it was it was them and some some Walmas and a, like a blackhead or two and some diamond oh. pythons a couple other things left that them in a been, car. They left them in yeah the guy got paranoid he was one of Hank's friends because Hank would use all these people as scapegoats apparently you know according to the book um, you know and he felt this guy felt like he was in trouble like he was getting followed or whatever which he was and he ended up leaving the animals in the in the truck over in the trunk overnight. So they would kill them. They were free because so it was like, you know, minus whatever, five degrees up there. Uh, but then took oh. them to the pine barrens and buried them the next day to dispose of the evidence. And, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. See, I huh. read this book, but then I'm going to get furious and end up like throwing it. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, every other, every other chapter, I'm be like, screw this. Throw it. Hey, so, yeah. I, you know, it's yeah. funny you bring up, uh, do you think, I know you just mentioned Walmas now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Back in the day, weren't they like one of those animals that people were like, you know, goo goo gaga over because you know they had nobody works with them, I guess, and they were big bucks. Nobody and, had them. Yeah, they're big bucks. Nah. Same thing as anything, you know, it's big bucks you want it, you know. Right. You right. right. So now, so now they, there's not really any morphs with walmas. You think that's why no. they're not as popular as? Oh know? yeah, they die because there's no morphs. As soon as an albino woman pops up, everybody and their brother be woman. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is, man. The carpet pipes, yeah. nobody wanted them. Yeah. Drag shows up, uh-oh. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. yeah. So, that I mean, you know, it's, it's human nature, man. You know, it's, 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 what, it's what it is. And that's cool. Yeah. 
I guess children's pythons are like that too. Like I, I have a pair of children's pythons and I just appreciate them because they're just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's like yeah. a python in a tiny package. You know, it's like, you look at it and you're like, I can't believe this is a python. Yeah. And, and yeah. imagine if those morphs make their way over to the United States for yeah. um, children's pythons. Done. Done. Dude. Yeah. I'm Done. sure they will. Oh yeah. yeah well, I'm, somebody I'm gonna has their own thing here, you know, something happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, I imagine children's pythons will take off much like a ball python because it's, a, like you said, it's a small python in a really yep. tiny, nice package, and they got yep. bright, vibrant colors. You can keep a ton of them in a 32 quart bin rack. So, yeah, I imagine they're just going to take off. So, yeah. I don't know. Too funny. <laughs> but, you know, but we're in exciting times here, you know, with the more stuff. I mean, you know, that's always going to be, it. you know, there's not, there's not too many species that we're going to discover that's going to be brought in that we're going to have the luxury of being like, Oh, wow, new species. I'm going to keep that. You know, not like it was back in the day. You just discover a subspecies of carpet pilots, all oh, the brettles, you know, I mean, you know, we may find something like that, but it's few and far between, you know, so you have to kind of keep that going through the mutations and through the color and the paint jobs, you know, I mean, how else are you going to do it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I understand it, but that still, you, it doesn't take away from what the animal actually really is. You know, to me, it just, well, it does take away from what the animal really is. To me, I want to see it in its natural form first. And then, yeah, I can see all that other stuff too. You know, I think I like the other stuff. I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys, I guess I'm the, uh, the guy that sits on the fence. And I think this mm -hmm. just goes to show my appreciation for carpet pythons in general. Right. So I have like the, you know, the normal, what you would call, dull carpet python in my collection that i'm just as i go just as google gaga over as i do about a super caramel zebra jag that's in my collection as well yeah, um sure. so it's kind of like you know i i get the morph thing and i and i like the morph thing and you know i'm having fun doing that kind of stuff but it's also cool just to have a cool pair of ijs you know or yeah, yeah. inlands or whatever you know um I think I my female IJ is locked up. I hope she is. She's looking yeah. like this not eating. You probably have the nicest pair of IJs going in this year that I've seen, for sure. Oh, man, yeah. That, that, that male's a ripper, for sure. Um, so, well, fingers, fingers crossed. Probably end up hanging nice. on to all of them, raising them up, seeing kind of, you know, what they do, whatnot. How they do. Yeah, IJs are kind of hard because for, for the first, like, three sheds, they kind of just are red. <laughs> you yeah, know, you, yeah like, you have to keep them a while. And then, like I said, I'll yeah. keep them for a year or two before I decide to part out with any and you know, see what's going to go on with them. Um, you know, that's all part of the fun is raising them up and see what they do. And, um, that's cool. I'm in no hurry to sell well, anything. You guys know that about me. I'm a hoarder of the worst kind. So, <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so... I wanted to ask you this question. Um, I know on, on the show before you've talked about uh, blackhead eggs and how difficult they are to uh, to get them to hatch out. Have you come up with any? I know at one point you were talking about you know different ways of like uh, of trying to be successful with them. Has any of those uh, worked for you? Is there is there anything that you've changed or learned? All about the same um, as far as, like, the techniques. What I have learned is the feeding of the adults plays a big part of it um, as far as, like, what the babies do. And just the mm -hmm. big thing with blackheads has always been fully formed babies dead in the egg. No. And for, for a while I thought, okay, they're suffocating, and, you know, maybe it's just getting too hot those last couple of days, so I'll take the top off. 
you know, so day, you know, 60 or whatever before they, you know, they're usually on 65, 64. So maybe on day 58, that takes the top off. And still had some of that, you know. Um, it wasn't until I got my animals, you know, slimmed down. Like some of the stuff, the adults that I had bought from other people, um, it took me, you know, literally getting them slimmed down and getting them, you know, before I was able to have like really high, you know, hatch rates with them. It took changing their diet is basically what I've discovered for me. Um, really? And I think people in Australia are going to start to to figure that out too, because like I said, this year they've you know a lot of people going, dude, we've got slugs or oh, you know all dead babies and egg perfectly formed. Like what's happened has never happened before. And like I said, again, the industrialization first you know first thing to go is diet. Um, so because people cut corners, you know, when raising these rodents, they want to you know get all this high fat, high protein stuff to raise them quicker because they got bigger demand. Right, right. You know what I mean? So everything changes. You know. Um, so they're starting to run into some of those same problems um, now after, you know, because those guys, they've only been, they haven't been allowed to, to actually keep these things legally in a box for, what, maybe 12 years, 14 years, something like that. Yeah. Right. And it was, you couldn't keep them, so, unless you had a specialized, you know, permit for it, but that was here and far between, so. Um, Have you ever done anything with supplementation? Um, well, you know, I fed fish for, you know, I, I do that, I do chicken parts I do that type of thing but honestly I just I found just that if I just feed small rats like every few days um that seems mm -hmm. to work so then you know they may get fish as a treat one day if the mullet are running and I happen to have the brunette I'll you know try to catch some mullet and bring them in and flash freeze them and wash them and stuff you know and feed right to do that um but so it's free free but you know that's more of a treat than anything I still keep the rivets as a as a mainstay you know but it's just I don't give them large rodents just because they can eat a large rodent you know they're not designed for right. that so um and there's another thing that i've noticed about the babies hatching is like i'm sure you guys have seen pictures of baby blackheads where they've hatched where they're so full of yolk that like i mean i literally had some at the beginning days that were so full of yolk that they couldn't crawl away oh. and that animal would that animal would never make it in the wild that does not happen in the wild <laughs> you know right. um <laughs> so something dietary is happening there um you know, that's going on with these animals in, in, you know, during the, the, the production of what's, you know, being eaten in the egg. And uh, it's just not good for this particular animal, you know. So I think that tapering all that stuff back, and now all my babies kind of hatch like normal little baby snakes. They don't have these bloated bellies and stuff, you know. They hatch much, much better, and, and uh, they get out of the egg much quicker. Because, like, some of them would sit in there, and they'd have these huge, you know, sacks, and they were still, they were hatched, you know, and they were ready to go. But they still had four days of you know soaking up yolk to do <laughs> before they come out. <laughs> okay. right. I don't get that anymore. You know, like they the first one to pip, the couple more pip, they'll come out and then they're ready. You know, within a day or two, they're all out. And that never happened before with me. You know, so it's right. just all in the all in the feeding with the blackheads uh, for me. I've found. Um, huh. Hmm. Okay. Which you know, and that's interesting. It's an interesting thing to to look at because I think you know people with king cobras as well. You know, they, if they look into the diet a little more, um, you know, people may be a little more successful with 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 those guys. But any any you know animal that eats high reptiles because they're not getting all that fat content. Indigo snakes. People complain about indigo snakes doing the same thing. Um, you know, so anything. Do you see before, this? Do you see the same thing with walnut pythons? No. Yeah. No one actually, no. Anything else? The Walmas, okay. uh, they seem to handle, you know, but again, like a Walma, you, I mean, I've seen some big Walmas, you know, but you're not, once you get up into that large rat territory, 
like these retired breeders and people sell off that have been, you know, fed this crap their entire life. You know, you are what you eat, you know. Right. So mm. it, it, I just kind of look at it like the, the walmas never really get a chance to be overfed, really. Because, like, you can raise a walma pretty quick, and it's going to get four or five feet, and it's kind of going to do its thing. And it's like, you know, with a small rat, medium rat, that's good for a walma. Black cats, though, if you feed them, they'll grow. <laughs> you know, they really don't <laughs> have, like, a top-out I'd imagine that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, with walmas, they kind of, you know, if you can feed them a lot, and they'll grow, and they'll get big. But, you know, they they never get to the point where you're feeding, like, large rats or something like that, you know. Right. Uh, which, with the blackhead, I think that's what makes the difference, because blackheads can eat large rats, and actually large rats, and rabbits, and, you know, like, they get a good size if you let them, you know. I just simply don't let mine get that big, because I know that they wouldn't they wouldn't be that size in the wild, you know, so. Right. I try to just keep good them point. six foot slender, and even for my females, you know, if she lays seven eggs, that's good for me, because if I have, you know, this year, <laughs> I had six blackhead clutches this year, and, you know, what would I do with 15, you know, eggs a clutch out of that many you know so for me to get six or seven eggs that's fine i'm cool with that you know what's your uh, most, <laughs> what's your most anticipated clutch for uh blackheads this year oh god all of them man oh here comes a train it's gonna get loud um don't make me choose <laughs> well it's it's nice outside oh my god that's loud Jeez. it's nice outside so i thought i'd come out um all of them kind of to be honest man i mean I had the Atlantic clutch, uh, this what I call tangerine green clutch, real high orange, kind of hypoish right. animals. Uh, uh, Western Western pinstriped animals. I had these two really nice pinstriped animals I put together that look real killer. Um, the tiger animals. Uh, that's it, yeah, really. I mean, you know, all of this stuff's all in the incubator. I had my first clutch hatch already. Um, this last week, and then from here on out, I think at the end of the month, I get some egg hatching, and then a couple more clutches. I've got the jungle carpet clutches on the ground, and hopefully an IJ clutch will be coming, and that's it. So we'll see. Cool. You know, I never, you know me, man. I don't like to count my chickens or count my snakes before they hatch. So we'll see. But <laughs> as of right now, yeah. everything looks good. I'm, you know, I'm keeping Smart my fingers idea. crossed. Yeah. You so never know like that, man. You never is know. Is blackhead season earlier than? I mean, is the blackhead season earlier than the Morelia guys? Like, are you on pace to? Like, are they breeding before your carpet pythons, or around the same time? Around the same time. I'm earlier than most people because I'm putting. I, I kind of do. Like some people that I know, at least down here in Florida, because it warms up in January. I mean, we start getting warm mm. weather like right at the end of January. So as soon as that that bump happens down here, because like it'll literally be 80 degrees, 85 degrees. The snakes can sense that here, so. For me, in the room that I'm in, it's kind of environmentally sensitive, so to speak. Damn, that was weird. Right. Um, so, um, you know, as soon as that warm-up happens, my females will be like, bam, 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 just like clockwork, you know. Other wow. people, you know, around the country, like, it takes a little while, March or April, you know, for it just really start warming up the trigger stuff. So, I, I don't mind being early like that because, I mean, I get my stuff out quicker than most people. Even Tom, I run, an, I run about a month earlier than Tom usually. Because um, he waits, he, he'll cool, and then he'll put his animals together. I put my animals together and cool them together. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're breeding. I mean, from from Halloween, they're breeding. They're locked up all the way until I see ovulations, which generally happens for me in January, February, first first week of February, something like that. Um, but that's you know that's again that's just me. I think scheduling. You know, you guys up north probably go later just because you don't get the bump in, in temps like we do down here. 
No, we yeah. do not. That's for <laughs> darn sure. Yeah. <laughs> And the thing I've uh, already probably 15 times this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so funny. Um, I'm on your uh, on your website. It's um, I'll, I'll throw it out there just in case people want to go check it out. Derek Roddy's blackheadspythons dot com. And I'm yeah. looking at your tomb roll bows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I told wow. you, man. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah, and tell me those aren't some of the best ones you've ever seen. I mean, come on, man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> wow, uh, I can't wait. And now he's been trying, dude. It was funny because the the guy Paul, he sent that female down, and he's you know, it's like, man, is he breeding? Is he breeding? I was like, he's trying, man. Like he's breeding her head. He's breeding his like her ear. He's breeding like <laughs> he's, under her he's chin. Really, like he's a moron. <laughs> Yeah, you know, dude, I took a picture of her one day. I pulled her out and I took a picture of her and sent it to him. And like, it looks like somebody sprinkled powder sugar all over. Her. Oh <laughs> man! And, and I, I said somewhere there's a movie title in this picture. <laughs> you know, as far as whether I never actually saw them breed or lock up or anything, so I don't know. The one female is a little bit young, but the other one is good to go and. I didn't actually see anything, but she's acting weird too. She's in her box. She's off of food, so you know, who knows? We'll see. Who knows? You might get lucky. What yeah, a cool, what a cool head pattern that this. God damn, that is badass. I know. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. You got You yeah, got to go check it out. done. Yeah, yep. I know. Oh, hang on. Let me say goodbye to here. My band's leaving. No, I forgot they were in the jam room. Hold on for a minute. Let me say goodbye to yep. this guy. <laughs> Let me, let me say goodbye. Yeah, Owen, I don't know if you've seen pictures of these, but uh, you definitely I should. Uh, not. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, but like But I might end up getting doom rolls now is what you're telling me, right? So. Yeah, I mean, they're neat. Um, and again, I've always been – another. I've always, another I've always liked those. They're huge. They're no. not, right? They're not. Well, they can be. I mean, I've seen them nine feet, you know, but one yeah, I have too. five feet, they're five foot comfortable, you know, I don't think you got to raise them like super, super big. You know, I'm looking at the, like the full body shot. It almost, almost has like an Indian Python feel on the body, like the look and the yeah. colors and the, you know, uh, oh man, but that head pattern is just wild. That is beautiful. In, Indian Python with the blood almost kind of like, kind of. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Crazy. Cross. Yeah, they're yeah. neat, man. Like I said, hopefully something will happen, but I you know, I'm gonna split the clutch with Paul and then we'd probably end up keeping keeping all those. Yeah, you're gonna things. hoard all them. <laughs> yeah. So we have blame to, you know. We <laughs> have to because like, you know, you can't put them out there and then not know what the hell's going on with them, you know, because that male was something special. I mean, there's something going on there for sure. Um Right. You know, genetically, I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a mutation or anything like that, but man, his genes need to go into other animals for sure. Something's Even just a line of him would be freaking awesome. So, yeah. is there, well, uh... there? There was a guy in in North Florida here, and we don't know where his animals actually came from, but his name was Tom Tenson, and he passed away. He did like hognose snakes. He passed away kind of early, actually. Um, but he had these animals. He had one pair or two pair, and he, they weren't very. I mean, the the female was really, really nice. But they weren't, like, absolutely spectacular. But, man, the babies were. And this guy, Paul, has most all the babies that, that can be tracked down, at least that he knows that actually came from that guy. Um, and it looked wow. very similar to my male. So, 
And, dude, he's got ones that are, like, Atlantic and, I mean, like, stuff that would blow your mind, man. Like, what the hell? What are you waiting on? I'd be putting this stuff out there. He's like, well, I haven't proven it out, and, you know, I don't know if it's anything yet. And I was like, still, man, people need to see this crap, man. That's that's cool. Imagine what an Atlantic Doomlefoe looks like. Holy crap. That would look freaky. Oh, yeah. bro, sick. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, and again, we're sitting here talking about Morph, you know. Yeah. Again, again. Yeah, now all of a sudden people care about Doomlefoe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the they're, they're pretty on their own, but you can imagine stuff, you know what I mean? And that's like the beauty yeah. of it again, you know, it's like, you could imagine what a, what an example would look like, and oh my God, there it is, holy crap, where did that come from? You know, it's like, it's almost kind of like if you think about it, and if you put it into, if you just kind of put it out there into the world, like it just kind of happens, you know? Mm. Um, right. Perfect example of that is the tiger, uh, the tiger uh, blackheads that I have. I, I saw that picture in the Barker's book, and I told Hallie once, man, I'd love to hatch one of these things. And a few years later, guess what? Hatch one. There so you some, go. Sometimes you just got to put it out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to not be afraid to ask for it, you know? I yeah. Mean, life kind of has a weird way of working like that if you if you're in tune enough to figure kind of figure that stuff out, you know? Um, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's another cool look. I like that's uh, I really dig the look of those uh, tiger blackheads. Oh, they like yeah, take, cool. yeah, yeah, you're taking the coolest thing about the blackhead and just exaggerating it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's yeah. just like uh, making it cooler. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Hold on. Uh oh. Oh no. I got ten percent battery life left, and I do not think I have my dang charger. Oh no. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Time wise. Well, we have about uh, what ten minutes maybe left. So. Okay. Well, if I lose you guys, I'm sorry. I, you know, I always love being on here and chatting. With it's you guys. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. My favorite well, podcast in, in the business. So, yeah, it's always fun. You guys that? and CK over there at BOBC, man. You guys always have a good time and cool thing. Um, Thank you, sir. You. Well, throw out uh, just in case we do lose you. Throw out anything you want to throw out. Uh, you know, uh, do as far as what we have yeah. going on. No props yeah. to you guys. Mostly, if anything, and you know, I'll be posting pictures and putting shit up. You know, so you guys will uh, see from me here next couple months for sure. You know, getting all this okay. stuff out and just you know, always thanks to you guys and you know, keep us posted what's going on in your world too because uh, that's it's all fun and games. You know, I love seeing all the stuff and it's a cool thing. You know, yeah, definitely. Always, yeah, always Owen. With like-minded people. <laughs> Owen, uh, Owen never got to talk about what he's got going on, but I'm pretty happy that he's got something going on because he moved recently and uh, yeah, prayed that he wasn't going to hatch anything. <laughs> Owen, going to get shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I planned it perfectly. I was going to move in spring, and then I fucked it up. So I ended up having to uh. in ended up moving in December. So, and Eric was like, Eric helped me move the animals. And I sort of got, I thought I was going to have to like slap him and tell him to calm down because he was freaking out more than I was. And we're moving my yeah. animals. So it's like, oh man, <laughs> you sure, man? I'm like, it'd be fine. Well, uh, are you sure? Derek, Stop just, it. To give you, just to give you an idea of what <laughs> it was going funny. on. It's it was terrible. how cold was it outside? What was it? 20 degrees outside? Oh, <laughs> man, that's, I didn't do it that's just nuts, dude. All right. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. I was. I was the dumbest idiot around, all right? So it was yeah. one of those oh things God. where, you know, 
we're unloading and packing up things, and you and I had to send Eric home because it was snowing, and it's like, I want you to get out of here before you know you get stuck. Oh here. yeah, it snowed so, that night. Yeah, I forgot. It snowed oh, that shit. night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so all yeah. to my plan. So his friend, uh, his friend Andrew, um, his truck. Oh, we lost. We lost him. We lost Eric. Yeah, we lost him. He fell yeah, off. Man. I was just okay. gonna say, uh, um, what do you call Andrew's it? Truck. Uh, Andrew's truck was um, like ninety-five degrees in that thing. Oh yeah, we were <laughs> you couldn't turn it off. So it was like you would go in there. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and there was snow on everything else, but his truck was like perfect because every time the snow hit it, it melted immediately. So, <laughs> yeah. And it was and it was funny because you guys left and then he and I moved back and forth for to like three in the morning getting the rest of the sh- the rest of the shit up here, so it was terrible. Like I, I didn't I, I didn't actually sleep. I think I, maybe I came home, passed out for like a half hour, then Andrew came over and we were at it again. So, um, but in case Derek is listening, what I got it going on over here is I have a clutch of uh, red. Tiger Jack crosses Red Tiger. It's my second generation Red Tiger Jack Echo. Um, then I have an incubator. Also, I have my Caramel Jack bred to my high contrast Queensland Tiger female. So I'm going to have high con caramel Tiger Jacks. So that should be cool. That's what we got now. And then the prelay sheds that happened is my IJ shed. I'm calling it a prelay because I'm not giving up, damn it. <laughs> Four weeks from now, I'll either be a very happy man and I'll be screaming that I told you so to a lot of people, or I'll just right. be very quiet. <laughs> so, or, or I'm going to get a granite mail. <laughs> you know, I'll, yeah, look, a granite mail will show up on your front doorstep. So, yeah. um, and then the other thing is uh, my Bredel females. Uh, my one female sparrow, she just had her prelay shed, and she looks huge. Um, and then my jaguar. Uh, my MBB Hikon Jaguar Polaris had her prelay shed, and she was bred to the Zebra Jag that I got from you. So, ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. um, also, the, the Dominican Red Mountain Bow it looks like she's going to explode any moment. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> so, and the Amazon Tree Bows are breeding constantly. Uh, I did slug out on one Maclot female this year. But I have my other Mac. I have another Macla female on loan from a friend, and I don't know if anything's going on in there. But we'll see. Um, my Tannin Bar female also might be gravid. I don't know. Uh, and then I have a Jungle female that's at a friend's place breeding with his zebra. No idea what's going on with that female. And the corn snakes are being corn snakes. So I'm pretty sure I covered everything that's breeding in. The, oh, and the Super Caramel Jack female. The the Caramel female is going to drop another clutch of Super Caramel Jack at some point. So, I think that comes Yeah, everything. I'm kind of I'm I I did that same pairing and I I for some reason I thought that you weren't doing you that this be, year. So I did I it. And so I was like competition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I should have did some Frankensnakes pairing. You did. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I should have, you know. You should have. Should have would have could have, but it's it's one of those things where I wasn't even going to I wasn't going to breed Venus this year. I was not going to breed her this year because I wanted her to take the year off so that I could breed uh-huh. her with my exanic jag next year. Right. To start getting the double head stuff to, or start getting the head stuff going. But I was so nervous after we did the move 
that I wasn't going right. to get anything, that I ended up just, like, freaking out and putting my caramel jag in there. And, of course, like, before I could even come to my senses and be like, you know what, they're going to, I should be fine. I came back downstairs, like, an hour later, they were locked up. I'm like, well, that's done now. Can't take that back. So. Right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, That's a cool, uh, you know, next year, I hope to see what happens when you do. I think it's been done. I think Ed Lilly's done this, but I'm curious to see what happens with caramel and um, red, the red. The red red stuff. stuff. And I I know that whole thing of you're not going to be able to tell what's what. Yeah, but you know what? If we keep keep that. Yeah, if you keep that thinking then you'll never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. You'll never know. So. Exactly. And you know what? It's like I the, the female that I bred to my caramel jag this year, uh, she's a Hikon Balin line tiger female. And she had a clutch this year. The 2014 clutch she had was with my red tiger female. And I got a bunch of red tigers and I got a bunch of like orangey yellow tigers. So it's like I got a split between the two. So I would right. want to say that if you threw caramel in the mix, it would kind of do the same thing. You'd have your reds and you'd have your caramels. The problem is is that you have to wait until you can tell which ones are reds and which ones are caramels because baby caramels are red. So, right. yeah. I don't think it would be an issue. I think the bitch is that you'd have to hold on to them until you could figure out who's who. What's what? Which, which with me is not an issue. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's well, not I mean, a problem. Of course, with you and your horse. That's why it's like, I did the same pair Owen did. Yeah, but Owen's going to sell his. I mean, Eric's going to sit on his. <laughs> so it's okay. It's not I do. really. I, I, next year, after I've. See, the problem is, if I was going to breed Venus next year, then I'd be in direct competition with you because it takes you a year to decide to let things go. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that um, yeah. I find that if you can wait oh, i probably shouldn't tell my secret but well it's not like it's a secret but i <laughs> guess my mindset is this yeah if i hold on to them for the year like i just did a photo shoot tonight going through what i'm going to get rid you know like what am i going to put up yeah. to be available and, and whatnot and what a difference man like it's oh, so it's much easier to sell a snake that's that's a year old that has color and you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, just such a huge difference. That's the way so, it goes. I mean, uh, I kept bringing the same couple tigers to Hamburg and stuff like that. And I did yeah. a photo shoot with them about a month ago and they're all gone now. Also. Yeah. Because they all hit their stride and all got their color and they all went like crazy. I mean, they went and they're gone. I have one more left. And then I have another clutch of tigers that I've been kind of slow growing to kind of take their place because I wasn't sure what I was getting this year. So right. now that I have the eggs in the incubator, I'm starting to feed them up a little bit more so they can get size and get their color in. And this way they can go too. But yeah, it's, it's they have to hit a certain mark. I think it's like almost, it's, it's like you said, some, in my opinion, some will sell while they're growing up. But once they hit a year old, that's when they leave. I mean, that's when that's when there's like a mass exodus. That's where everybody goes quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it comes down to that stuff, I mean, it. it we, we've we've sold so many. I haven't updated the website because I just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and so it's like, 
well, I'll deal with that later. But it's like that's just the way it goes. It's it's even worse than jungle carpet python. You know, some people will buy baby jungles fresh out of the egg. But yeah, because they want the pairing, or they're they're exactly, or they or they know from watching siblings of this pairing that you know there's not a bad one in it. Even then, even then, most people for jungle carpets will wait. They will bide their time until those animals are getting close to a year old. They'll pay money and reserve an animal, but they'll wait. So right, yeah, absolutely. You know, I. I don't know. It's um, it's 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 cool for sure. I, you know, you just you got me thinking, and I forgot to bring this up, but uh, you were just talking about tigers, and this year, I have a lot of cool tiger stuff that that you do. I, I'm very you know, excited you know what you about. Should give me, you should What's give that? me one of your tiger head albinos. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. Oh, dude, dude, I just did a uh, I just did a photo tonight. And I took a photo yeah. with them together because they both just yeah. shed. Oh my yeah. God, those things are sick! You know, you 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 bit me right in the freaking because you were like, I'm gonna breed this. I'm like, <clears throat> Eric won't get stripes on his elbow, but his head tigers. It'll be one of those things. It'll be son of a bitch. They all came out. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. the hell kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm like, you don't want it. It's a mud. It's a Darwin Coastal. You want albino tigers, though. I do want albino tigers. So, it's... <laughs> yep. When they yep. when these finally breed, I'm gonna put. I'll post it up tonight. I'll post it up. Um, mm. I got a. Uh, I got. I took a picture of them together, and then I put, took a picture of them separate. But uh, I was yep. kind of inspired because Zach was posting up his uh, future pairing, um, his coastals. Uh, you know, he's got yeah. this. Uh, spotted looking coastals which is kind of cool yeah he has them up for sale and people aren't going nuts about it which is kind of crazy but um i don't know anyway the yeah. uh uh so i took a picture of them dude i'm telling you man when honestly just even them not even being albino <laughs> it just doesn't even care i mean Look, when they are albino it, yeah. it's going to be crazy but but that mix of I guess that little bit of Darwin blood that's in there is like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's just I, a beautiful. I'm really kind of hoping that you, that that pairing I did with the caramel jagged and the tiger yields some good striped caramel tigers, because I want a tiger with the colors of my super caramel jags. Like right. I want that with organized stripiness. So I'm just like, if there are caramel tigers that have good color and good striping they're not leaving they're not i will let everybody look at them but they're not going anywhere so you know <laughs> we'll be selfish here for a while um, right and, and then the other thing is just you know reducing the the getting things going and getting things ready for you know the next couple of years my super caramel are going to start getting my female super caramel holdbacks are going to start getting ready to go and it's like i want to have a good idea of what the hell I'm doing with them when they get ready to breed. So, right. Yeah. But then my albino is going to get older and my good friend is going to send me an albino, a a tiger head albino. He's just going to give it to me because he's that cool of a guy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm going to keep trying. So 
<laughs> Tell me who that guy is. Uh, I don't know who <laughs> that is. <laughs> well, I'll be repeating. Well, hopefully next year uh, when I repeat that pairing, because um, that was the one thing that everybody wanted. You know, they all wanted in on that. Uh, and I don't think that um, – I think that's one of those things where using those specific animals is what gives you those results. So, mm. you know, I don't know if you'll be able to repeat it so much with – if I use different animals or somebody – like I think that would be the one clutch that I would say that, you know, you would want from that pairing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm not trying to sound cocky or nothing, but you know, if, if it were me, I would be looking for that specific pairing and yeah, you'll probably get tiger head albinos from other people, but I don't know if they'll be quite the but same. Have you seen what some people pass off as a tiger recently? I mean, yeah, I, it's saw kinda... a few, I mean, I saw a few things on King snake and fauna where they're like, this is a caramel tiger or this is a tiger head albino. And it's like, there's barely any stripe. I mean, like, I would call that just a ghost. I mean, yeah, it all harkens back to that bullshit with the lesser tigers where it's like, this was a tiger sibling. Okay, yeah. it's a coastal. And, you know, it, it may have some genetic predisposition to, you know, pop out some stripes, but you can't advertise it as a tiger. And that's just the way it goes. So. I think, I think that, uh, here's here's how I look at it with the tiger is mm. that you have if it comes from that lineage, I think Failed. that you can call it um, a tiger if it's a striped animal. Right. I think if it's not striped, what I call it is a tiger line coastal. You know what I mean? Like I would do that. I, I would some, go with that. I have, yeah. I have some red tigers that I got from Balin that were the 07 red tigers and um, yeah the first breedings they weren't they they were good i mean i paid well, a ridiculous uh, well, amount of money to get the really good stripe one so. yeah that's what i'm saying like i kind of got the end of the clutch you know what i mean right. so yeah. this striping on the ones that i got isn't the best well, the one you got uh, really I, good, I, but yeah i think it would pass as a tiger still but it's probably yeah, a, i would it's I would. like a I think it should be graded almost. You know what I mean? Like an A grade would be um, a tiger. Yeah. You know, fully, fully striped, striped tiger. Yeah. You know, and a B grade would be like if you got kind of like got maybe side portholes and a little bit of a zigzaggedy pattern in the back. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the yeah. C grade would be like, okay, well, <laughs> there's tiger genetics floating in here. Because that's kind of the problem. I mean, yeah. You know, you kind of have that that animal that has that genetics inside of it. And probably if you breed it with the right animal, you'll be able to unlock that. Like, because I, I can look, guarantee that I can tell you that immensely because uh, Trinity is a tiger, whatever the hell you want to call her uh, from Ted Thompson and breeding her with the Jag um, with, with Talon produced echo and then right. breeding her with Balin's uh, original tiger line male, nothing but stripes. Nothing, not a single, like, I think I maybe had two that came out without stripes. That was it. Right. So it, yeah. I can definitely tell you the genetics is there. So it's like, it, I know some people are using it as an easy way to tell people what the hell's in it. 
So, yeah, that's the other thing. Well, yeah, because I really, when I bred my albino to that tiger, I never in a million years thought that I would get the striping that I did because the 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 albino is banded. <laughs> it's banded, you know. So that just mm -hmm. goes to show me how strong now, even though the female has a nice stripe down her back, she has portholes on the side. So it's kind of like, well, she's not, she's not the best striped example, but she definitely has the color, you know? So it's like, okay. And then when I put it with the albino, it was like, um, man, I really hope that I get some really nice striping out of this. And like I said, I was really pleasantly surprised. Of the, of the striping in that clutch. It was just crazy. So. <laughs> I'm just like, this, I'm just like, this, this, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first breeding stripes, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> yeah. I got to do my first breeding in Carmel Tigers. They all suck. <laughs> Except no. the one I got. <laughs> No, you see, the thing is, you got the one with the insane <laughs> amounts of gorgeous color, and I yeah. got the one with, like, the pattern. I wanted an yeah. animal where both those two were in one thing, and I didn't get it. So, right. Yeah. So, you got well, the insane, gorgeous pattern thing that I should never let you have. Yeah. She's <laughs> pretty. Pretty, 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 for sure. Yeah, I'm going to line up when you breed her, too. So... <laughs> I'll give you the uh, I'll get uh the the seller uh, oh. seller of the, the since remorse. you sold her um. to me you get the you know this what do we call it the seller's remorse uh, clause that you discount, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah the seller's remorse discount oh yeah. joy <laughs> good times <Man>. all right <laughs> let's wrap this up and get out yeah um. Let's see. Uh, we have the Northeast Carpet Fest is coming up. We are about a month away. Um, pretty oh much. Oh my god! Yep. <sighs> what do we got? Twenty-five days. So uh, it's coming days. up. Yep. May thirtieth. Plans. Make plans. If you need help, let us know. If you have questions, let me know. Uh, if we're going to, well, I, I say let's, you and I, you and I will get together tomorrow and we'll get stuff going for the auction and stuff like that to get that moving. Yeah, that'll we be have, up this uh, week. Yeah, we have a few things already. We have a Chondro from Buddy Buscemi and I think we have oh, a airbrush. That Chondro is sweet, man. Isn't it gorgeous? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so pretty. And it's, I, I forget the pairing, but this Buddy this is this is no slouch chondro. This is not like no. stuck it out of some bin somewhere. This is he bred this thing. This is from his stock, and it's not from from some throwaway pair. Like it's legitimate, and it could turn out to be spectacular. And uh, I'm going to be bidding on it. And I know I don't know about you, but I'm going to be doing that. So, um, <laughs> and I think we're getting a custom made airbrush t-shirt from doug um yeah so that one that's another one um i'm gonna be giving a 200 dollar voucher to rogue you're gonna be giving a three thousand dollar voucher to eb morelia 
<laughs> not quite three thousand, but <laughs> I'm making up the thing here. I'm in charge here. You did yeah. not, all right. <laughs> I refuse to nod on that statement. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so we'll be doing that. I know Matt Minatola is donating a cage, and it's not just like a cage. I mean, like it is an arboreal setup that he has a heat panel, lights, perches. It's all dressed to the nines. So. So if you get the chondro from Buddy, you get the setup from Cage from Matt. Oh my God! Boom! You're ready to go. Together now. Plus he's (laughs) donating. uh, He's going to be putting up a Borneo, um, which you'll you'll buy the Borneo. Nah, I'm. I I can't be. I can't. I can't buy Borneos like I buy carpets. I have to be very particular with what I buy as far as <laughs> as far as that goes, you know. It's like limited space means limited. Right, 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 right. Okay. But way. if you right. are interested if you were interested in, in Borneo or short tails, yeah. you know, that, that would be that, uh, that a wise asked, choice. Uh, this last week has been that was crazy looking. Oh my god. That's sick. It's like freaky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah if, you, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, Matt Minitola, go check out Philly Herp, um, his Facebook page. You'll be able to see what we're talking about. He posted it up. It's probably on the, uh, I think it's Blood Python group page and Short Tail mm-hmm. Family. It's on there. But uh, probably the best is to go to his, uh, to his Facebook page. It's crazy. It's that ocelot mm-hmm. to ocelot. Oh, my God. Just nuts. Yeah. So. Check it Vanity. out. So yeah, so we got that. the uh, the carpet fest coming up. Um, if you are interested in going to uh, Clyde Peeling's Reptiland on the following day, please get in touch with us. Uh, we're gonna cut that off at some point to where mm-hmm. where it, this is the group and that's who's going. So, I mean, you're more than welcome to go by yourself. But what we're doing is kind of a back behind the yeah. stage, behind, behind the, the uh, behind the scenes thing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to see if maybe I could get somebody from there to come on the show maybe the week before. I thought that would be cool to have them come on and maybe talk a little bit about uh, what they got. It's a really cool place if you've never been there. I mean, it wouldn't be, I guess, I don't know. I wouldn't travel across state to go and see it. But if you're like in the area, it's definitely something that you want to check out. I mean, if you're into reptiles, it's kind of uh kind of the place to go and I, I know since i've been there they've uh they've remodeled it so i'm curious to see uh, what they got going on um so yeah we got all that going on next week uh we have uh terrell's gonna be coming on um he's gonna be talking about uh he's one of those guys he seems like he's a real positive guy um He's been helping out uh, Morelia Python Radio. He's running the Southwest Carpet Fest. He's going to talk a little bit about that. He dabbles in carpets and in bloods. Um, so he's kind of got both going on. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to talk to him and uh, see what he's he's got going, uh, what's happening for him. Okay. Uh, designer Exotics. So uh, <clears throat> look forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. as far as us, MoreliaPythonRadio.com, uh, if you, uh, want to send us an email, comment, suggestion, 
Um, I'm sorry that I've really kind of been slacking with, uh, I have people sending me suggestions for shows and uh, man, I, I just been so busy that it's kind of like I'm flying by the seat of my pants with, I might start <laughs> delegating this to Owen, but I've been, I've been like, you know, it's, it's just so much, so much going on. And, um, it's, it's, it's a busy time for, um, the reptile stuff, and also I imagine your work's got to be picking up because of you know people bopping around for barbecues and all that fun stuff. Well, not only that, we're 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 about to open another store, and that's always see even worse. You know, <laughs> that's always a very stressful time for sure. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I I, I know there, I've talked to people about doing a. a a super dwarf and uh, dwarf retic show and there were people from over well <laughs> yeah i know right they were over <laughs> and um i i don't know I, I think it would be cool to uh to talk to them and see what they got going but they they, they do other stuff too but we've always okay. had people on that really don't talk about the the dwarf and the super dwarf stuff so i don't know um right. there's a had on all that big ones yeah um the other there's a couple other things and i really gotta get a blood blood python show lined up because i don't know if it was just lawn or if it was the fact that we did bloods but man that show got a lot of attention so if you're yearning for a blood short tail show um you know i've <laughs> i've been trying I, I wanted to get matt back on and do a round table but i was trying to hold off until he's got uh more stuff hatching out and you know right. promote that a little bit more but we gotta line somebody up so yeah. uh so so matt's either got to step up or we're gonna have to kick him to the curb sorry matt. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna call i'm um, gonna call the boa breeder again in a minute <laughs> <Don't> be quiet <laughs> yeah you better be quiet um yeah, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if you have, I know I've had people send suggestions. I know some, some people, they wanted to hear Candoya, um, you know, which is, which is, uh, the Piper boas and stuff, which is kind of an obscure show, but you know, every mm -hmm. once in a while we do those outside the box shows. I'm looking to get Paul Harris to come back on. We've talked about that. So, uh, probably more cool. than likely he'll be coming back. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some more carpet people <laughs> to track I love, down love and talk because we have to have the meeting before the show where it's like this is what we're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, don't talk about that. Don't yeah, talk about this. <laughs> if you say this, Owen, you're going to be immediately you are hung dead. up. You're a dead man. I'm like, oh, I don't talk. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Um, you can uh, like our Facebook page, um, or you can follow us on Twitter. Um, that's probably our best social media stuff that we got going on as far as Morelli Python Radio. Um, you know everything about Carpet Fest. If you want more info, and eventually, like I said, this week we'll get the, uh, the auction stuff up and running. If you are interested in donating something, get in touch with me or Owen through Facebook. Um, I'm going to need a picture or description or something so that I can post it up, uh, to the website so people can go and check it out because we mm -hmm. are, I think we've decided that we're going to go 
uh, live for a week <clears throat> before yeah. um, Carpet Fest. That way, people that are not able to attend Carpet Fest have a chance to uh, to bid, bid on, on the, the cool stuff. Yep. Right. Bid on the animal or the equipment or whatever it is. Um, so you can check out the uh, the um, website carpetfest.homestead.com. Um, the Facebook page is pretty much, um, we have, I, I've put every carpet fest, um, there's a Southwest, Southeast, um, Northeast, North, Northwest, um, and they're all over there. So they're updating that page there. So you can go to carpet fest, uh, the Facebook page and, uh, get all the updates from the various different chapters. Mm-hmm. Of the carpet fest, as well as which is cool to say to the t-shirts and stuff because I know that uh, the Southwest has their t-shirt up and running. Um, and that's twenty dollars for a booster for their t-shirt, which is a pretty cool design. And then we have our uh, our relaunch is up and running still. So if you did not get a Northeast Carpet Fest t-shirt the first time, go over grab one now. Uh, that booster will only be open for a few more days. Um, and I was going to talk to them because apparently we can do international shipping now. I know. Ah. Right? So, uh, apparently I had to just click a button. So, um, international... <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it happened recently. Shut up to you. God damn it. I can't put you a joke on anything. Shut up. Fine. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just kidding. I know. So, uh, if we can do that. So if you are international, we can always have that accommodated for that. So yeah, definitely go cool. grab those. Um, and then, uh, as far as me, uh, ebmorelia.com, uh, check out the Facebook page. I'm actually almost up to thousand likes on that page, which is awesome. Um, so thank you everybody <laughs> out there. That's, uh, supporting me i didn't go and buy them they're not some little indonesian uh kid uh putting shoes together or something like that i mean i signed you up for little indonesian children so yeah (laughs) Yeah. no they're 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 legitimate legitimate things so yeah you're more popular than me so i'm sorry i said what did i say 2000 i mean 1200 sorry (laughs) (laughs) i got a little excited you got a little got a little carried away I'm a yeah, I jump. I, I fast forward five. Everybody's gonna be like, "Man, <laughs> he, he says he's close to two thousand. Uh, he might want to get out his calculator." Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> he was at close to two thousand. Then the show aired, and he dropped back down to twelve hundred. Jesus, who did this that? Didn't happen, man. man. <laughs> Remember that day? I was like, "Oh, look, I hit so a thousand. mad at me because like, you thought I did. <laughs> Ten people disliked the page. And it was like, "Damn it!" People disliked you. God damn it, Owen! I'm like, I didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be putting up uh, some animals uh, available shipping time now. Good, good shipping weather. Um, so look for that. You can check out the. I have the store that's either on my Facebook page or you can go to the website and um, you'll see what's available there. Uh, I'm sure at the next Hamburg show we'll be there. Not be there, but I'll be able to uh, you know, drop off animals for you. If you <laughs> like, 
uh, standing at Owen's table. Um, <laughs> and that's, uh, if, that's if Owen is at Owen's table. Okay, hold on. Yeah, now. good point. Good point. Uh, and um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, so if you want to get in contact with me, Eric at ebmurray.com. Go ahead, Owen. Cool. So what we have is we are running low on babies. I probably have five coastals and about six brettles left, and then we are tapped out of babies for 2014. Uh, for 2015, we have two clutches on the ground, and that's it. We're waiting on a few others, so stand by for looking for things. Uh, if you want to drop me a line, if you are interested in one of the pairings or one of the animals, or you're interested to see what we might have cooking, uh, you can drop us an email at uh, rogue reptiles, um, uh, rogue-reptiles.com. You can check it out, and then you can hit me up through there via contacts, or you can go to our Facebook page and just drop me a private message there. Always fine with that. Um, as far as animals for sale, definitely check with me because I believe the Facebook page and the website are both out of date because we have a lot of babies leave. So, um, we'll see the, about that one. Um, you can definitely go over and give us a like on the Facebook page too. Uh, as far as shows, we don't have anything planned. I will be attending the Habit or Grace show this Saturday, but I'm just going to pick up food. So if you do want to buy an animal, I can definitely bring it to you. Um, that's all I got for me and what we'll say is thanks everybody for listening and we're going to check up with you guys all next week for some more Moralia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates and materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.